Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. You called him? Of course I did. He's her brother. You have nothing to worry about with Chuck anymore. Did he tell you that? He gave me my answer, and you deserve yours. I don't think we should move in together. Me neither. Huh? Then why? I'm sorry. I was just using the apartment to force her issues, and it's just too big of a step. I'm sorry. Well, perhaps a more suitable step would be for you to ask me to prom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. I'm getting a phone call. What? Oh, my. Georgina. Hello, Blair. Jaina, you don't sound like yourself. That's funny, because I feel more like myself than ever. Where are you? Taking care of what you obviously I don't think Jesus would approve of that. Well, you can tell Jesus that the bitch is back. Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the lonely boys podcast my name is matt i'm one of your titular lonely boys and i'm here to break down season two episode 24 valley girls but i'm not here myself i'm here with someone who is using his one phone call to record this podcast because he refuses to leave his jail cell brendan ruppel hello i'm of course your co-host the creepy uncle of podcasting aka uncle cream hi diddly ho to cream nation I'm recording live, as always, from the Crematorium. I am your editor-in-chief at Cream Weekly. We're recording morning stylies today. Early, yes, early morning. I mean, we, at the break of dawn. Brendan, is the sun even up where you're recording? <laughs> no, it's not, not yet. <laughs> Over here in Australia. Yeah. No, it's not, not quite that early, but it is definitely the earliest we have ever recorded due to our, due to our hectic schedules. Hectic. Um, very nice that the... Uh, the the penitentiary that you're staying in is letting you uh it is really nice no get an hour or two on the phone to uh, <laughs> to record this um and it's not that that early like 9 a.m on a sunday is like pretty like, hopefully adults usually get up at that hour anyway but You're really today, behind the scenes setting a time and place yeah for this, for this uh well, it's actually 9 11 a.m uh, my favorite time exactly um, yes but i don't know if you could hear my voice but this happens to be a little earlier than i would have liked to do this today only because i'm a little hungover today little peek behind the curtains not not to not to plug um too early but the hobby boys were on site at a beer festival yesterday so we had no wonder you weren't answering your phone yeah i was busy yesterday it was it was a good day uh and then the party came back to the crematorium afterwards uh so it was it was a a good big day for the hobby boys oh we can talk more about that later in the in the appropriate section of the of the podcast uh because we are not alone again we have another iconic guest if i if i may say that and um He's he's no stranger to podcasting. He, he podcasts about Big Brother every season for the past man I don't know six seven years now. Uh, he's he uh, 
No, Brandon, I don't know if you know this, but he once recapped every single episode of Glee and then also did character studies and song rankings and everything with our good friend and friend of the pod, Matt Ligori. Oh, yes. We're at the choir room, yes. So uh, I I think everyone knows who this is by now based on this stellar introduction by me. Please welcome to the podcast, Aman Adwin. Aman, how are you? Who? Oh, great. Thank you for that lovely introduction. I am so much more than that. I am also a... Selfless philanthropist and humanitarian, <laughs> um, astronaut, doctor, uh, wow. all of the above. Thank you for being the, the first guest to uh, continue your introduction. Yeah, <laughs> like, you were so excited about the way you introduced him. He's like, I am so much more than that, you fool. <laughs> I just had to fa- paint the full picture. No, but uh, seriously, thank you guys so much. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. I am none of the things that uh, I just described. But <laughs> What a twist! So early, in the I shall pretend that I am already. <laughs> my own gossip boy. What can I say? <laughs> right now, Aman, we we like to ask our guests uh, what their gossip girl story is, but I believe uh, this may have been your first episode watching uh, of of Gossip Girl. Is that correct? Yes, this is my first time. The only time I've ever really seen Gossip Girl would be like little snippets at the end of the episode because I feel like they used to come on the CW, the episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And another fave show of mine in my teenage years, America's Next Top Model, used to air on the same (laughs) network. And so sometimes when I would be catching up on recordings, because my family had TiVo back then because we were fancy, there would always be like uh, like little, the end of whatever Gossip Girl episode was on previously. And you want to know what's crazy is I... I'm pretty sure that I saw the end of this episode many, <laughs> many, many years ago wow. as I was beginning a recording of uh, America's Next Top Model because the two of them sitting on the steps, I was like, wait a second, I've seen this before. So, <laughs> wow. Ring just a, a complete full circle moment right now. It's crazy. So, yeah, you'd, you'd just be getting uh, the cliffhangers of episodes. And somehow, <laughs> much, they were not yeah. enough to entice you to tune in next yeah, week. Some I, of the best parts of Gossip tune... episodes are the cliffhangers. Yeah, he comes on, sees that Serena oh. saying, I killed someone, and, and <laughs> isn't interested in, in tuning in next week. I guess I just, like, uh, I don't know. I was just never really a big fan of teen dramas in my teenage years. Like, I kind of, like, rode the Degrassi train for a little mm. bit, but I was more of, like, uh, of like uh, I was, like, too busy with, like, my superhero stuff. I loved, like, X-Men comics and cartoons and stuff like that mm-hmm. and, like, the occasional sitcom here and there. But teen dramas were something that I really didn't get into until I was, like... I don't know, maybe maybe closer towards college, which is kind of like, yeah. I don't know what that says about me. Maybe I was clinging to my childhood yeah, I think at that's 18 years of, of age. Teen dramas are for adults. Yeah, I feel like that's all in college is when I started reading like young adult books as well. It's just, I think as soon as you uh, stop being a teen or a young adult is when you really want to get into the, uh, yeah, the media. Yeah, rework your trauma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right, so based on the... Uh, this one episode that you've seen, and I guess the the final scenes of m- many other episodes, do you have a favorite and least favorite character? Ooh. That's, ooh, that's... Hmm. Mm. Well, I know that this guy is supposed to be... Uh, what's her face? Blair's, like, knight in shining armor hidden in the shadows, but, like, his smarmy little smirk and attitude <laughs> just really pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Chuck's so, had the best I... episode today. Not, not a lot going, not Ch- yeah, enough going on to entice a new name. watcher. Yeah, I didn't true. really, I didn't really like him too much, and I really wasn't a big fan of the uh, of Lily's mom. What's okay, her name? Yeah. CC. Oh yeah, CC. Yeah, she. Uh, she. I mean, I, you you could tell that she done a lot of damage to this oh, yeah. young oh, yeah. girl's psyche, 
And she still, at her big age, cannot just be like, you know what? I'm sorry. Maybe she does it later on in the You're series. I'm I like that. I like that. <laughs> calling old people like big age. Like that's like the funny way to say someone's <laughs> extremely old. Uh, Your like, age is so what, big. Like, what are you doing? You are <laughs> too big for this. <laughs> no, yeah, seeing this episode, I would definitely be uh, not the the biggest CC fan as well. Do you do you have a do you have a favorite character? Anyone that you did like after watching this episode? I I really loved Carol. I thought she was just so fun. Oh, yeah. uh, and I loved I did really like young Lily. You know, I thought she was, oh God, you know, yeah. from from what I saw from her, you know, we we got to see like a nice little transformation. So, mm -hmm. I just really enjoyed the entire dynamic between the two sisters. Brittany Snow as young Lily was very charming. Um Brendan, you're also meeting these uh these two younger, well, the younger version of Lily for the first time, and first time we're even mentioning that Lily has a sister. Right? Isn't that crazy? We get a whole episode about Carol. We'd never heard of her before. You'd think she'd come up once or twice. <laughs> now, now that we've established her in the canon of the show, now all of a sudden uh, Lily yeah. and Cece are talking about her in present day as well. They've is... never talked about her once. Yeah, they just dropped this bomb, like... and then they'd go like, well, you'll hear about this later. No, you'll hear about it right now. We're going to show you all about Carol. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to wait weeks. <laughs> Yeah, Cece's like, uh, why you bring up Carol? You've never talked about her in two years. And she's like, well, I'm having I'm having flashbacks now, so it seems like an appropriate <laughs> time to, to bring her up. Yeah. Um, so let, let's get into it. In a flashback to the 1980s, 17-year-old Lily Rhodes gets kicked out of boarding school and runs away to Los Angeles, reconnecting with her parents, Rick and Cece, and her sister, Carol. Back in present day, Blair and Nate attend prom together, but the evening does not turn out exactly as planned, and Chuck and Serena have a little something to do with that. Serena and Lily do not see eye-to-eye -eye over Serena's recent run-in with the law, and no doubt performs in the flashback as a 1980s band called Snowed Out. Did you, did you uh, catch that pun, Brendan, that uh, Snowed Out was playing in the 1980s? Amazingly, I, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I, th not I think it only says that. it on like a flyer in someone's apartment, like performing to oh, okay. snowed out. Okay, so I, yeah. I, I had to had to have read, which is difficult for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, you famously cannot read. Yeah. Um, now, Brendan, <laughs> it's time for your favorite part of the episode. The title so of this episode I've been nervous about this all week. Is Valley Girls? Do you know what this is referencing? So I just want to say quickly that I could easily look these up every week, and I I do not. I'm very, right. uh, very truthful. You prefaced this before. Yeah. <laughs> Usually when you get a wrong answer. Because, well, now it's getting down to the wire, and it's kind of means something, because I'm, I need to be over 500 by the end of the season. Um, and this is the time to cheat, if any. If I... Right. Uh, I, Are you I, saying you cheated? I'm saying Are that, I'm saying that I have I have ringworm, and I took steroids. <laughs> <laughs> um, for any baseball fans out there, which probably we don't have any. Um, I'm going to say this is Valley Girl. Is that a movie, Valley Girl? Yes, it is. It oh is a title God. reference to the 1983 wow, film Valley Girl. In the clutch. Which means, Brendan, you will finish this season over 500, oh. even if you get next week's finale incorrect. This is incredible. You are 13 oh my God. for 24 right now. Uh, I'm, I'm going to put you familiar? some applause in this section. <laughs> okay, go for it. Amon, are you familiar with the 1983 film Valley Girl? I am a big fan of 80s culture, but no, I have not seen Valley Girl. Is it good? No, I've never seen it either, but um, <laughs> I, can tell, I, can, I can tell you Valley Girls, this episode of Gossip Girl, is very good, in my opinion, at least. Uh, so let's get into that. Original air date, May 11th, 2009, uh, finishing up our freshman year of high school here as we are uh, getting ready to watch this episode of Gossip Girl. And they're going to start us off in Malibu, California in 1983, getting some, getting some OC vibes here. And 
uh, right off the bat, I guess I should explain to anyone who does not know that uh, this was a backdoor pilot that Josh Schwartz was trying to get picked up. Uh, it was going to be a spinoff series about really? Lily in the 1980s. Wow. Yes. And I am so upset that it didn't get picked up because I would have watched I the shit this. out of this yeah. shit. A show starring Britney Snow as Lily Vanderwoodson? Are you kidding me? It was great. Britney Snow was in like her like prime time in the oh, yeah. mid to late 2000s and early 2010s. And then she kind of just faded into the background. Even even me not even being a big fan of this show and not really knowing, you know, who's a guest star, who's made a cameo appearance before, I could still tell, oh, this is a big Britney Snow moment. Oh, my God, this is so cool for them. Great job. <laughs> yeah, it felt big. It felt it felt important. I don't know. There's a lot, a lot, of, a lot of big big names here. I don't think we lost Matt. Oh, no, did we? All, All right, right, well... <laughs> This is the podcast where it all becomes apparent that I will be taking over <laughs> right. for Matt since he took over for me in the choir room one time. So now I'll be taking over his. It's podcast. only right. So thank you guys so Hello. much. We, I am back. I, I was moving my microphone around too much while I was itching. Oh, my you got foot, too excited, so too anyone, much jostling. <laughs> if, anyone was, if anyone is interested in knowing what happened, huh? very itchy foot over here that ended up knocking loose the microphone cord. All right, but well, we are back. We are uh, gushing over Brittany Stowe, who, yes, uh, was having a big moment back here. And um, even more exciting thing, Brendan, is you will be happy to know, or I guess upset to know, that uh, this show would have confirmed that Gossip Girl and the OC take place in the same universe because Josh Schwartz has said they were planning on having a young Sandy Cohen be a character in this show as well. Oh, my God. This, that would have been crazy. What a oh, missed opportunity. Oh, my God. This Sandy is, yeah, this is upsetting. 1980s California? Oh, my God. They could have gotten together or something. could have hooked up. Yeah, exactly. Had a case. Oh, Bro, OC extended universe. Rufus and <laughs> Sandy right. get into a big brawl. Yeah, the Josh Schwartz cinematic universe here. Wow. Uh, so we see the iconic Britney Snow for the first time as Lily, and she's calling her dad from a payphone. She wants to catch up. Our our uh, our guy Rick Rhodes here wants to know why Lily isn't in school. Uh, he's trying to get out of going to lunch or dinner or whatever with her daughter, and Lily just like completely ignores him. Is like, all right, I'll get her usual table. Bye, love you, see you there. Mm-hmm. And we see that she has received a notification of expulsion from wherever she's going to school, somewhere in Santa Barbara. And that's a uh, that's our first senior. Feels like the OC theme song should have started playing right here. Maybe it, a nineteen eighties version yeah. of the song. Before we get into that <laughs> though, I don't know if you guys got this. My previously on spoiled half the episode. Yeah, I don't know. They put like the wrong previous. Yeah, on the okay, wasn't sure. Episode. Mine glitched. Or I was something. watching. I was like, "Are they using?" I was like, "This didn't happen." I think because half the things did happen episode. from last week, and <laughs> half of them were the spoilers about the prom plot line. Yes, they completely spoiled prom in the. I was hoping that you <laughs> that you like didn't see the previously on. No, I, oh, I, is it HBO Max effing up again? Yeah. Yes. They are no strangers to effing up, Yikes. but we should just be happy that we can still watch Gossip Girl on HBO. Max like, sometimes right I even knows, skip it, and I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll watch Previously On today. <laughs> yeah. It's the wrong day to do that. Previously On, and also in the future. <laughs> and in coming, soon. Minutes, you'll see. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> coming soon. To an episode near you. <laughs> <laughs> So we cut back to Lily in present day, and um, this is also going to be an episode of Lost where we cut back and forth between present day and flashbacks for uh, our select character of Lily here. And um, we we don't see much right now. We kind of just set up that Lily is kind of thinking about these flashbacks. And so we're going to jump to Blair, Chuck, and Nate at the precinct. And Blair's pacing back and forth, complaining that Serena has already been in jail for longer than Nicole Ritchie and Lindsay Lohan combined, a whole four hours. (laughs) That's a good joke. Blair, Blair, sure Blair, about that? Like this is like what 2008. I feel like Lindsay Lohan has been in jail at least, <laughs> at least a dozen times by now. 
He oh. goes a dozen times, but he only stays a few minutes each time. <laughs> it doesn't really add up. <laughs> so there's also confused. She's Lily said she was on her way, but she's nowhere to be found right now. And uh, Nate's going to give give Aman and other people who may be watching this for the first time some exposition. He explains that Lily put her daughter in jail. Uh, were, you, were you confused at all jumping into this episode, Aman, about what was happening? It was about a bracelet that she took. So <laughs> I'm assuming Serena took something that she assumed that she'd be able to take because it was from her mom's or something. And Lily was like, oh, hell no. And was like, all right, well, I'm calling the cops and you're asking stay there. Is that pretty much what happened? So I don't know how premeditated this was by Lily, but in the beginning of the <laughs> most recent episode, she gives Serena a uh, a family heirloom, her, her great grandma's uh, bracelet. And she's like, I'm so proud of, uh, you know, how much you're maturing, the woman you're becoming. And here here's a bracelet. And then by the end of the episode, she gets mad at Serena disobeying her. So she calls the cops and says yeah. that Serena stole her bracelet and to put her in jail. Wow. So I'm not sure if it was premeditated or as much as she just was seizing the opportunity. Like, okay, Serena pissed me off. I'm going to use this <laughs> this bracelet thing. So she's crazy, crazy. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So she she's kind of working through Serena that today. From the situation. Yeah. So uh, Lillian Bass finally strolls in as she is still calling herself. And Blair's going to give her the death stare from across the room. Good for Blair for standing up for her girl, Serena. Mm -hmm. Um. Bon, as someone who doesn't even admit to Faberi being valid, I would imagine you think my Blairina theory is ridiculous as well. Oh, well, there's certainly more legs to stand on in this <laughs> oh, one. I mean, oh, I, could just, yeah. I could just tell that from just one episode. Oh, Thank you. I'm saying Blair From your favorite scene on the stairs you've seen many other. times. Oh, yes, yes. From the fabled scene from 2008. Yes. I could tell. I could sense from a mile away. Star-crossed lovers. Totally what happened. I thought that you were going to be a denier based on your history of... Uh, of of Faberi on, on your own. I mean, look, there is just look. We're, you, no, Matt, you're not about to make me do this again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's just nothing there. There's nothing there. All I right, yeah. If we, if we weren't on a time crunch, we'd get into this and spend a half hour arguing. About <laughs> he's he, he's really trying to hold himself it. back over there. I could I could tell. Because <laughs> yeah. he's discussed this too many times. Yeah, already. <laughs> it's not worth his time. I refuse to give either you or the other Matt the satisfaction of this. Yes, you've argued. <laughs> With too many mats about, about yeah. this before. Let's not mention the last name. We say it too often on here. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. We're we're already giving uh, Matt redacted last name too much too much exposure on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Dan, Vanessa, and Jenny are eating some Chinese food at the loft. Unfortunately, Vanessa is in this one, although she's I think she's only in this one scene, uh, and she wants to know if Lily was blown away when Rufus proposed. It turns out he didn't pr propose, which is kind of weird that they're, like, just getting around to talking about this now. You would think that this would be, like, the big story that the first thing Vanessa asks about when she walks in. But, no, she comes in, she gets there, they get dinner, and then, like, they're midway through before she's like, oh, by the way, how'd that proposal thing work yeah. out? Vanessa I'm has like, to finish oh, yeah. her six-pack before they get around to this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She, every time she comes over now. <laughs> She she has a, she pounds a six pack and then breaks into the loft. <laughs> she was actually already sitting there with Chinese food before Dan. Yeah, probably. Got home. <laughs> so, so is Rufus is the parent of whom? Dan or is he not a parent at all? Dan yeah, and is, Jenny. Yeah, Rufus okay. is Dan and Jenny's father. Uh, Vanessa is some street rat that breaks into <laughs> their apartment street and comes out with them. <laughs> <laughs> but is so Dan is Penn Badgley. And Jenny is the blonde girl? Yes. yes. Okay. That's correct. And Dan, Vanessa uh, is, is the street rat. Okay. Yes. Vanessa is Dan's friend uh, who 
they they go way back. But Vanessa is a very close family friend, maybe too close with Rufus, who uh, who <laughs> when um when Dan lets Vanessa know that Rufus didn't propose, I think we see Vanessa's eyes light up, yeah. almost as if she's saying like she's thinking. Uh, so I still have a chance. Well, I was gonna say, do you think that she when she went to their apartment, she went to Rufus first and knocked on the door and it was locked, so she's like, I guess I'll hang out with the kids. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Yeah. She I think she was trying to break up the proposal before it happened. Yeah, well probably. Rufus finally exits his room and everyone changes the subject about how they're too cool to go to prom. And Rufus has the, the great line reading of him. He's like, You guys are the gossip girl generation. Don't expect to believe. Don't expect to believe you're not interested in this gossip. It's like, Rufus, no one cares about <laughs> your gossip, you 40 year old man. Yeah. Stop trying to get people interested in you. <laughs> it's, 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 like, are you it's like, Are you reading him too? Like, <laughs> <You're right. laughs> how do you know? Like, does Rufus think it's the, like, the boomers, the Gen Xers, and then the gossip girlers? Or like, what is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, is that what he yeah. means by that generation? Does he actually think that Gossip Girl's like reporting on his failed marriage proposal? Like, yeah. No one cares about you, Rufus. Even when he so, said like this drama, I was like, which one? Like, this what are you drama. talking about? Like, <laughs> I don't think anyone cares about your fucking proposal. Dan still wants to know about this uh, big investment that was happening, but Rufus is telling him that it's all over, uh, and that Lily had. He just throws in that Lily had Serena arrested, and he tells the kids to stay out of it. But then, like, why did he bring it up? The kids yeah, are obviously going to want to do something uh, yeah. right now. <laughs> that's the drama yeah, yeah. Serena's in jail because of Lily and Rufus uh, just update Rufus is still his pouty petulant self uh, we, we're not the biggest Rufus fans over here Amon he seemed he, uh, see, he seemed so like well put together and like mature to me maybe so, it's just like we, watching maybe we've seen him too like, much of it at this point we, we, yeah we see, you we probably yeah you have you have way too much uh, like <laughs> history with him but yeah. I was like yeah. I was like expecting this whole little oh well, I guess I'll, I'll wait until the end of the episode before we get there <laughs> okay sure sure well Rufus also did today have like a, a nice moment with Lily just like I guess looking seeming mature um, but it, 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 yeah. he's been he he's a, been worse it's a good moment at the end of the episode with her but here he's still yeah. being pouty he's still like oh, 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 yeah. I'm, not, I'm never getting married to Lily that's over I hate her so <laughs> Rufus is so he's so over the Vanderwitz and women at this point. Like, because Dan says something about helping Serena, he's he just like mentions like, oh, you don't want to you don't want to get involved with those Vanderwoods and women. And so he, he goes back into his room and like slams the door. He's like, I'm done with this. So Lily like, okay, is Flanders, Flanders. <laughs> uh, Lily's walking down the hall of the the precinct or wherever Serena is in jail, and we we keep seeing flashes of Lily in her old life. Uh, we're seeing like this guy named Owen for the first time in a mugshot. We see her mugshot, and you know, Amon, when I asked you to come on, you did ask for an episode that was relatively easy for a newcomer to follow, and I thought this one could be that because I thought we spent most of our time with the flashbacks that weren't part of a normal timeline. It was just kind of an isolated story, but we get a lot of the uh, present day timeline as well. Yeah, so it was how, like how were you with? Yeah, how were you with uh, keeping up with everything? It was really fine. I definitely was obviously a little bit more like out of out of the loop when it came to like the present day stuff, but I really enjoyed uh getting to see the uh the the backstory of a character that I literally just met. I literally said to myself <laughs> after watching the episode, Well, that was quite enjoyable and I was like, Maybe I should okay. go back and watch uh All right. All right. Yeah. Maybe we should start a petition to get this backdoor pilot, like to get this finally picked up. We could We should we because finally... honestly, it's it's weird meeting all these characters in this alternate timeline or like this previously on where they're giving so much character to these people that we'll never meet again like i was really exactly. enjoying owen yeah. i was really enjoying um carol's boyfriend like I, the whole squad like the, the foursome of them could be like really fun on a tv show do you think we will see any of them in present day uh in future episodes mm. especially carol be, being that she is canonically lily's sister right because they, they give them so much screen time i feel like they have to 
Right. Um, we yeah. don't know what happened. We don't there know what happened. Has to be a Carol Owen. return, right? Oh yeah. So I would, I would, I would, I would, uh, I would hope so, and I know what happened. So I, okay. I, I can confirm I we will be getting a present yeah, day Carol so down definitely the line. Carol and I don't know I, when I it hope, comes. I hope but... seeing Owen at some point. Uh, um, I will neither confirm or deny that because okay. we don't know what happened with Owen because she kind of cryptically ends it with like, "Oh, you made sure I never saw Owen again, mother." Um, so. We don't know exactly how that relationship ended up, but... He was murdered! <laughs> CC ends the episode by saying, I killed someone. <laughs> it's Call a Vander Woods and women tradition. That's yeah. why Rufus is telling Dan to stay away from them. <laughs> so, uh, Lily and Serena have their face-to-face. Lily says she just needed to make Serena learn her lesson, and Serena still thinks... Serena's still like, I had this situation completely under control. I, I didn't have to learn a lesson, which is incorrect, but she still probably shouldn't have been thrown in jail because of it. And, and Lily's pretty much like, when you're a mom, you'll see that you have to make unpopular decisions, like putting your daughter in jail. And Serena Serena's very pissed right now. She's like, when I'm a mother, I will be nothing like you, which, very relatable. Um, <laughs> I'm sure everyone has had uh, fights with the, uh, their parents like this. Yeah. And yeah, so... And people used to tell me all the time, you know, something like this. When I have kids, I'll understand. Now, I, I still don't have kids and possibly never will. But uh, I am conceivably at an age where I could have kids. I know people that have kids. And I do work with a lot of kids by virtue of being a teacher. And I still think that parents are all full of shit. <laughs> that, <laughs> the, the teenagers are usually in the right more times than not when they're arguing with their parents. It's like when we're older, you think like your friends that are parents, you'll be like, uh, you're wrong. You're full of shit. Like to like, or like to DeRosa or anyone like that. I'm already telling DeRosa that he's full of shit. <laughs> With his like newborn. When he canceled on the podcast two weeks ago and he was like, you just don't understand. Like having a newborn baby is really tough. I don't have time. I'll be like, I was like, you're full of shit, DeRosa. I... <laughs> <laughs> That's unex- inexcusable. <laughs> That's hard to be. Kind of right though, man. I feel like uh, there is like a level of uh, – truth to teenagers at least sort of being in the right a lot of the time i think it's probably just the the immaturity that they don't know how to handle being right, right. a lot of the time and then parents have to be like okay all right calm down sir or ma'am like yeah and that's like where the friction comes but yeah i still can remember arguments that i've had with my parents as a teenager where i'm like y'all are so fucked up right now and y'all yeah. are like why are you so <laughs> old so old yeah why do you have such a big age yeah, such a big age <laughs> i think part of the problem too is that a lot of times parents will kind of come down on you with no explanation and like why did you do that like oh you all understand when you're older like no just tell me like maybe i won't be so mad if you just explain <laughs> They're so right. quick to dismiss you and then just follow up with no explanation. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Serena also says she'd rather give up her kids for adoption than end up like Lily. And then just goes, oh, wait, you did that. So Serena really just been <laughs> trying to go for all the low blows with Lily now. Nice. I love it. Like, I've been so hard on Lily, on uh, Serena recently. But, uh, but being feisty is fun with her. I love how petty Serena is. Like, staying in jail is such a funny move. <laughs> like, <laughs> Lily's just here to drop the charges and tell Serena to show some respect. Even though she is the one that put Serena in jail. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I love how, how uh, petty Serena is with her mom this week. She, she has every right to be, I think. If if my mom ever put me in jail, I would be an absolute nightmare. So she she would never make that oh, mistake yeah. again. And <laughs> Serena's one phone call ended up to be, being to our, our old friend, Grandma Cece Rhodes. And she makes her grand entrance and, and hints at how ironic the situation is. Uh, very cryptic, very interesting. Uh, this scene is is like very soap opera. This, this whole scene where, where Grandma makes an entrance. They're like talking <laughs> about. <laughs> yeah, it's just very a very soap opera y scene here. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> yeah. guess sometimes with Gossip World we do get these scenes that are like very melodramatic, and with Lily, especially with Grandma, for her, especially for her to like not 
end up leaving jail. Like you called grandma all the way down here for, yeah. for your one phone call and then just said, actually, I'm going to stay. <laughs> like, yeah, I do like that, especially when grandma comes in and the two of them are on one side and they're just staring at Lily. I'm like, we're a team now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're, the, you're the odd man out now, Lily. So back to 1980s California and Lily meets with her dad for lunch. Uh, we, we get this uh, version of frugal Lily where she didn't pay for the valet because she spent her last $2 on part on uh, gas or whatever she says. It spends a lot of money on gas this episode. If I'm tallying, it's, I think it's $11 <laughs> total in the episode. Yeah, it really said, felt like such a drag. Me. It felt like such a drag. Like it felt like they were rubbing it in our faces. Like yeah. I literally, <laughs> I literally bought a car yesterday. I am a brand Ooh. new car owner. Wow! And I had to drive it from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia, and I filled up the gas tank. It was fifty dollars, which actually isn't too bad right now. It's still really expensive, mind you. Yeah, but not as bad as I thought it was going to be. But then. After I like finally got back to Philadelphia and my car tank, my my gas tank was like less than halfway full again. I was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Are you serious?" What a, what a money pit. So, yeah, I yeah. filled up. <laughs> I filled up last week. It was like sixty-seven dollars, and I was like, "Oh, nice! All right, we're we're going under down." Under seventy. <laughs> right. Yeah, under under seventy-five. All right. And this is our Here new segment, go. Cast Guys. <laughs> Yeah, we discuss the gas prices. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we we get some. Uh, kind of backstory here with her dad. Uh, it seems like he's not the most present father. He wasn't with her for Christmas. He's busy with Tower Records, so we know he's some big shot record executive. And uh, Lily's going to give us some much-needed exposition here where she's like, I do think the sudden uprooting of my family from New York coupled with my parents' tumultuous divorce may have contributed some to some recent difficulties that I might be having. So uh, we know that Lily might be going through some tough times here. Rick also knows that because uh, he knows that Lily got kicked out of boarding school because her mother has told him. And as he mentions, Cece, she literally just appears out of nowhere. And so Lily, Lily is pissed that her dad like betrayed her by calling Cece to meet them. We see that Cece, uh, even in the flashbacks, also loves her order of a gin and tonic with no tonic. It's her favorite drink order. <laughs> Delicious just cocktail. guzzling down some gin. Yeah. I don't blame her. Tonic is nasty. I agree. <laughs> I don't... I, do not like had, tonic water at all. I had one gin and tonic in, in my life, and it was not pleasing, so I, I never had it again. <laughs> I'm a fan. Mm-mm. I can go for it. Wow, look but, at Brendan's yeah. refined taste. <laughs> all I said is I, I like guess, it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I guess one of my other least favorite characters can be Rick in this moment, because yeah. you can just tell right off the bat, like... Very emotionally distant, avoidant, doesn't really yeah. like to do the whole parenting thing, much right. rather would rely on someone else, which makes it even worse when, like, you do tell your daughter right before you drive off, I love you. It's uh, like, yeah. I don't doubt that you do love your daughter. He probably really does, but he's just not a he good parent. Some, yeah. some fathers are just not, not dads. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. think Vice about, like, for, uh, he gets a call mom's... from her, like, probably knowing she needs somewhere to stay, and immediately calls her mom, like, I can't do this. Right. <laughs> Come on, get over and, here And Lily's here... Right. Lily's here at this lunch because she's hoping that uh, her father's going to let her live with her in California. And it's actually Rick that has made the call to the school explaining that Lily's sister took off, her parents split, and whatever Lily did was an isolated, uncharacteristic lapse of judgment. So uh, it seems much like Serena. Lily also has somewhat of a chaotic boarding school past. Yeah. Yeah. These these years I want to see. I want to see some boarding school years. Absolutely. Like mother, like daughter here. And so the school is willing to turn Lily's expulsion into a suspension. Rick clearly has some power here. Uh, I'm sure him being a big shot record executive did some help with uh, convincing them. And uh, do you think we meet Lily's dad at all in present day, Brendan, or, or is he dead? 
I guess I, I was going to say that. I feel like he's dead, but they haven't mentioned that. Um, so I guess we yeah, will at we, some I mean, point. I hope we do. We didn't mention we didn't mention her sister until we established her in the canon of the show, and now we've established uh, her father. We, we're still not mentioning him in present day, so we have no idea what his deal is or if he will turn up. Right. Because um, she hates Cece so much, and she's almost yeah. she's been almost dead to her, uh, but she's never mentioned her dad. Like, does she hate him <laughs> almost more? Almost dead to her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Almost dead to her. Not quite. She's still hanging on life support here as yeah. Lily tries to rekindle the relationship at the end of the episode. Um so Lily's also says she's like scared that by the time she graduates, her dad's going to forget about her, which is very sad. And Rick promises that she doesn't have to worry about that. But he also says he's too busy with work. He can't give her proper supervision. Uh, so I get the feeling that, you know, he's using lines like this or similar lines to this with uh, with Lily and maybe Carol as well in the past. Yeah. Like, like Amon said. It's crazy. Uh, it just does not seem like the best father. You, just, you can't. You shouldn't have to convince your daughter you're not going to forget about her. <laughs> yeah. And he like. Doesn't even like, he doesn't even stay for any of the fallout or try to comfort Lily at all or even finish lunch. He just drops this news <laughs> that she can't live with him and is like, "Well, gotta go. See you, kiddo." <laughs> yeah, Tough I mean, work. I guess that like quick, uh, you know, either sit down or get out is something that her daughter is clearly learning from him as she did the same thing on the phone. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, hey, okay, exactly. thank you. So you you your table. Okay, thanks. Love for you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, Papa Rhodes is going to tell Lily that she has to finish school so she doesn't end up like her sister. Oh, I wonder being a pirate records everyone... man. Papa Rhodes uh, signed Papa Roach down the line. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's where he got the name idea from. Yeah. He named that band. <laughs> um, so everyone in the family can at least agree that they don't want to end up like like Carol. She's she's the one person where everyone's she's like, the oh, worst. yeah. <laughs> so uh, she already sounds iconic to me. So yes. This is, and this is the first Typically how it is. <laughs> exactly. First mention we're ever going to get of her. Uh, now, Lily's gonna tell her mom, "No, I'm not Carol. I don't crave adventure or freedom to walk my own path. I'm I, I'm perfectly comfortable with the life that my parents have laid out for me." Which is sad to me. Like I, as we will see in this episode, she will start to carve out her own path, which is great because I, and that that's what I want for Lily. Even though she is going to follow the exact path that her mom lays out for her, where she gets uh, married to the to the richest guy in Manhattan and she lives on the Upper East Side and all that stuff, goes to an Ivy League school. Yeah. She does end up following that plan to a T. Yeah, the, the end of the flashback plot is almost tragic in a way because it makes you feel like Lily's got a chance to be fun and find her own way, and then you know where she ends up. Right, and she ends up coming back, and that's something we could have seen in this show that yeah. we never got to see. And I didn't think about that too, think... until like we meet the, the Vanderwoodson guy. I'm like, oh, her name's not Vanderwoodson, but it's by marriage. <laughs> uh, right. Yes, exactly. There's a lot we don't say. Uh, I didn't her, her catch name... that a second ago. Yeah. yeah, her maiden name is Rhodes, and we... Meet this guy later, Keith Vanderwoodson, yep. where uh, you have to assume that this is the Vanderwoodson she's going to end up with, which is a shame. Yeah. Is it Serena's oh, last name? Oh, no. <laughs> this is so bad. That means that her and Carol are definitely at odds again. Did you marry the guy that stole her music video? <laughs> <laughs> what are, the plot no. thickens. Yeah, what a twist here that we're getting. See, I, I want more of these flashback apps. I that. wanted this fucking series to get picked up. I know it's it's really a shame, I, and juice. we could have seen how Sandy Cohen deals with with this uh, chaos here. So uh, we get we get back to present day Lily and Grandma and Eric are back from their mid afternoon stroll, <laughs> and uh, she, uh, she's uh, another brand of joke that I love. It's uh, whenever we are making fun of either Lily's marriages or Grandma's alcoholism. <laughs> Grandma is deceptively fast, but uh, that's just because, as Lily explained, she wanted to get back to her <laughs> bottle of gin that she has hidden. <laughs> Brandon, was that your joke of the episode? Yeah, especially for my iconic <laughs> Lily. 
And it even gets a, a zing from, from Eric. So if, if Eric yeah, proves that it's got to be a good says, joke. Eric literally says zing. Yeah. And Eric is her son and Serena's brother? Yes, that is correct. Yes. All right. Just and, making sure uh, I get He's great. He's getting enough screen time, but he's, he's a fantastic character. Okay. And just to complete the family tree, as you have seen, Lily and Rufus are kind of uh, were about to get married. They had a fling long ago as well. So as Blair also kind of mentions, Dan and Jenny, that makes them kind of quasi step siblings with Serena and Eric. And then Chuck is also uh, Serena's stepbrother because Lily's previous marriage was with Chuck's father, who is now uh, dead. Oh my God, Lily's <laughs> just out here just spinning webs. Oh, well, she's been married. She's been married four times. Rufus would be number five if this proposal ends up going through. Dang. <laughs> so not only have you been mar so you married that Vanderwoodson guy for nothing then. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, she ended up getting Serena and Eric, as Cece says later in the episode. And lots of money. I guess so, that's true. Yeah. <sighs> uh, Lily is uh, delightfully passive aggressive with her mom in a way that only Lily can be. It's it's a type of passive aggressiveness that is like an inch away from just full on. It's very close, like yeah. Aggressive aggressiveness. Yeah. <laughs> she really toes that line. Yeah. And so Lily's uh, still upset that Cece told Rufus about their child, and Cece does have a good defense where she's like, oh, sorry, I thought Rufus should know he has a son. And then Lily yeah, and Eric are going to fill her in that. Her. Right. No, yeah, of course. Uh, Lily and Eric fill her in that actually they had a son because the kid is dead now, or so they think. So they think. Just, just another thing. Yeah, where's that, that been? <laughs> just another thing that we're throwing a lot at you at once, Amon. That we're, we're getting, it feels like we got a lot of like, just like, Previous episodes that they're just throwing around plot points in this one. Hey, look, I am I'm I'm, co I'm connecting the dots, man. I'm having a great a great time. Along <laughs> <laughs> for the ride, yeah. We have not discussed um, Lily and Rufus's love child and whether he is alive or dead since was it even it was this season, right? It was, it was the this season. Of this yeah, season I think it was I guess. in the in the maybe the middle, like the mid season finale. Yeah, or it something? was the mid because I think it was the mid season finale where yeah. Rufus finds out and then doesn't show up uh, to go on the little vacation with Lily right, they had right, planned. Right. So, so what a roller coaster with those two. Yeah. So Lily is so feeling. They don't know high. if it's dead or, or alive, as in they don't like that Lily may have may or may not have made the decision to not have the child or the child was oh, birthed yeah. and then sent she, away or. So, yeah, she had the child, didn't tell Rufus about it, gave it up for gave. I don't know why I said it gave him up for adoption. <laughs> and then all these years later, it was a uh, plot point in this season where they went to find the child because rufus couldn't stand uh knowing that he had a son out there that he didn't know uh and so they find they end up finding the parents and the parents tell them that uh the kid died i think in a surfing accident so they think he's dead but then we get a reveal that uh they were just lying about that uh they lied about him being dead because they didn't want they know that you know lily is a very rich person and if she wants they could probably uh pull some strings to get their kid into their custody so they lied and said he was dead but the kid also has reached back out in a, in a in a funny way. Oh my god, yes! And the the kid, yeah, we. Re oh my god, I completely forgot about that. The kid yeah. has reached out to uh, to Dan, pretending to be a, a a fan a fan of his writing. So yeah, that's, that's just all that. Now, now you're caught up to speed on that uh, story. Dan being his half brother. His half brother. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yes, Dan does not know it was his half brother that reached out to him. He thinks it is just a, a fan of his writing, <laughs> a high schooler, a high schooler. Yeah, a high schooler that is fans. Yeah, <laughs> must have seen his article in the New Yorker. So, so that so that child does know that Rufus is his father. We don't know. We don't know. Way, either that, or it is a either that, or it is a crazy coincidence that he is actually a fan of Dan's writing. 
We're not. Yeah, we're not told explicitly. Yeah, like we said, we have not picked this up based on off of the, the general tone in which we are talking about Dan's writing. I'm going to assume that that is probably not the case. <laughs> well, he, <laughs> probably only knows not. One, he only knows one topic, as all of his old alcoholic mentors tell him, uh, that he needs to stop writing about how obsessed with Serena he is. <laughs> it's, the only thing, it's the only trick he's got. But also, <laughs> write, write what you know. Write. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, at the end of this scene, Lily is going to find out that Serena is not in her room because <laughs> it turns out she is still in jail. Like I said, truly love this move from <laughs> Serena. Like, I am serious when I say this is e- exactly what I would do if my mom put me in jail. I would definitely stay there just to spite her. And I don't usually Can't support go to Serena. prom, have jail, sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't <laughs> usually jail. support Serena. <laughs> she, she is nailing it this week. And Blair with another interesting line here. She says, you're not going to come out of there with a mullet and a girlfriend, are you? And it seems accusatory on the surface, but the way she says, are you, I, there's clearly like some hope, hope there. Yeah. That. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Are you? Because I want to be your Serena's... girlfriend. You can't have one before me. Yeah, you can, you can keep the mullet, but lose the girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so Serena isn't leaving jail until Lily agrees to let her live her own life. And Serena mentions that Blair is going to live out her dream by going to prom with Nate. And the bigger news here, Dorota is back. Her weekend off that turned into nearly a month off. Uh, she's finally back. I'm so happy she's back on the clock, even though she, I'm sure she's hard at work again. And she's got good news and bad news. And she asks Blair what she wants first. And Blair replies, good news always. Are you guys good news first or bad news first, guys? Because mm. I feel like the move is always bad news first. Yeah, bad news bad first. news first always. and have yeah. the good news. Unless the good news is that there no, there's no more bad news. I hate people who do that. <laughs> <That's> so stupid. <laughs> yeah. I like this thing where Dorota gives her the – listens to – like gave her the option, listens to what Blair says, and gives her the good news, which is there is replacement. And Blair is confused <laughs> because it only makes sense if you pick bad news first. So. <laughs> Blair's dress for prom was ruined by the dry cleaners, and the the replacement has arrived from Paris, just like it is in Blair's scrapbook, uh, which she says she hasn't looked at since she was a, ty- a child. And she assumes that it's from her dad, but we're going to know that uh, Chuck is pulling all the strings here. So, Brendan, at any point, did you assume that, or did you just kind of accept the surface explanation that uh, her dad kind of gave her this this dress from Paris? Yeah, I accepted it, especially once he talks to Nate, uh, and Nate kind of accuses him of kind of... Uh all this debauchery i was like all right i, th- I think they've like, like you said we've had this conversation enough times like can you just get it through your head i'm not trying to get into her um so three I, times I, in the last week yeah alone. i accepted that at the moment mom th- this was your first v- uh time watching but were did you assume that maybe there was something bigger at play here or were you just uh kind of being like man blair's having some really bad luck here and also good luck with all of everything getting ruined and then also everything seemingly still working out it didn't all coalesce to me until it physically coalesced that prom. I yeah, was still kind of like, oh, wow, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so I mean, speaking... I did, it did, my antennas did raise when she yeah, a has suspicion. a dress in her scrapbook at 12 years right. old and then a, re- a complete replica is made. Like, how does yeah. that work? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, so Nate and Chuck, uh, it seems like they're back on good terms, even though Nate is still telling Chuck about, you know, how you know we've uh we've established this blair is mine and chuck agrees she is yours they're still kind of kind of seeming still treating her as like property which i don't love but uh, i I get what he means but it's still implying some kind of ownership here of course and um so they just kind of have their their little conversation there where chuck kind of says like i am giving up on blair she's all yours at this point so back to cc and lily like the the fact Uh, that they have to talk about this at all says like your friendship is not okay guys yeah Yeah. i mean 
maybe they should have talked about this before beforehand. As yeah. I said, it was weird that they did not discuss that uh, Nate was kind of dating his best friend's girlfriend until it was too late, and there was already some built up animosity there. Yeah. Why is... and why why did Nate make the decision to do this? Is it because uh, Chuck like iced out uh uh Blair? I mean, what happened is Nate and Blair actually started the show dating, and they've been dating since, like, elementary school. And then Blair kind of leaves him for Chuck, and it turns out that uh, Chuck and Blair have a lot more chemistry than Blair and Nate ever did. And so Blair and Chuck have been having kind of an on-again, off-again thing for the first two seasons of this show. And then uh, during one of their off-agains, Nate uh, had decided, actually, I like Blair again, so I'm just going to swoop in and, and take her back if that's all right with you, Chuck. And... um. That, that's kind of where we are now in the whole uh, love triangle mm-hmm. aspect. Of, are you a uh, after watching one episode? Are you a, a team Nate or team Chuck when it comes to the Blair shipping? Uh, I feel like the right answer is to say team Chuck, right. but I also <laughs> feel like you cannot be this toxic person telling your best friend. <laughs> Okay, no, she's all yours, and then you're over here getting dresses made in Paris. Right. Like, come on now, <laughs> like that's just not okay. So I have, I have to be Team Nate here. Yeah, and if you're not a fan of the Blair and Chuck toxicity, then uh, boy, do I have some compilation videos for you that you. That you oh my god! Blair and Chuck I mean, drama. with a face like that and a smirk like that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's pretty scary. <laughs> I, in in Amon's um, defense, it is it for us. It has been exhausting. For me, it's been exhausting to watch them go back and forth. Only like two seasons in. In fact, they've done it. Too much already. <laughs> yep, so many times. Um, so back to Cece and Lily. Lily is afraid that she's turning into her mom. Um, and it's not because she's starting to see the wisdom of her ways, as Cece implies. And now they're going to talk about uh, Carol, now that we've established the canon of Lily having a sister. And Lily's actually starting to see the wisdom of her sister's ways. She says that Carol leaving the family and never coming back was like the only good decision that uh, someone's ever made in this family. So... Lily orders her mom to stop meddling, which is rich coming from Lily, who, who we just discussed last week as uh, being the Dumbledore of the Upper East Side. Yes. Kind of Dumbledore and Lily being being on the list of biggest all-time meddlers in, in his history of fiction. <laughs> <laughs> should we should we include that ranking in our end-of-season podcast? Biggest all-time, all-time meddlers? And, yeah, yeah, all-time meddlers. The biggest Dumbledore. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, we, yeah, I called Lily the, the Dumbledore of the Upper East Side. They're very, very similar in how they kind of uh, – insert themselves in 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 the drama and make decisions for other people and then and say work in that, the shadows uh, yeah and say that they were doing it for for some kind of greater purpose mm-hmm. yeah totally that's a fantastic metaphor I'm here for yeah. it. <laughs> so back to 1980s california young lily has gone to look for her sister carol uh she hasn't come into work today but she does bump into a bus boy named owen that knows her sister and they get off on the wrong foot, but she instantly starts complaining about her day, that she got kicked out of school, her dad won't let her live with her, she can't stand her mom, she spent her last $9 she had on gas, and uh, now she's broke, she's homeless, she's new in town, and <laughs> she needs to find her sister, who she hasn't talked to in a year. Otherwise, she's going to have to become a sex worker. And you'd think this is just something she's saying, but she seems to have put a lot of thought into it, because she does have a lot of questions that she just asks asks Owen. And it's this scene is also important, because we have established in the canon that Lily does not enjoy giving BJs. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot, a, lot, a lot of info. Um, I would have been disappointed by uh, if that was Owen right away. Stop you talking think Owen to her just shut down the yeah, uh, Nina, Never mind. Just shut it down there. Yeah, I thought Go this no conversation head. was going in a, in a different direction, actually. Uh, I, 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 say, first, you wonder why she's been married five times. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we draw the line at the BJ's, <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. Divorce. <laughs> <laughs> the busboy does introduce himself as Owen. I thought the first time I watched this might be someone relevant to Gossip Girl, but it's not. It's not even Sandy Cohen. It's just Owen. And he says there's a gig at the 607 tonight. Chances are that her sister will be there. And Lily is a little standoffish at first, which... Uh, not really her place to react that way because Owen's just like, okay, I literally don't care if you come, but your sister will be there, so it's your call. And so she's like, all right, uh, maybe I can go change. And she's going to need a makeover. And she goes to her sister's locker, and she sees that... So no, Owen breaks in to her yeah, sister's yes, locker. that's true, yeah. And uh, <laughs> they find a beloved picture of the two of them that her sister has kept all these years. And in present day, we see that Lily uh, also still has the picture, and she is lovingly looking at it. And so... I don't know what Brendan, what do you think the relationship between Lily and Carol is right now? I think it's probably, I remember her saying something about them being best friends um, and having that great trip. So I feel like they were, it was, it's probably, it looks like a very a big age disparity in that picture, especially. So it was probably like a good older sister until she left. So I think there's probably just a little bit of a rift between them just because of her leaving. But otherwise when they were together, it seems like they really were close. Yeah, they were besties when they were together. Yeah. It was a great dynamic. Um, also, wait, why is, where's day, this locker? Is this locker in the restaurant? Yeah, I guess they have, I think, some... Like uniforms. This... Yeah, place of work have lockers. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it before. Adventureland has some lockers. They do, don't they? That kind of sports. Yeah, yeah, I used to work at a, a restaurant that had lockers, too. They had like a, had like a whole like big-ass locker room as if it was like huh. a gym. I was like, okay, y'all don't do much. <laughs> but, so, but... so, calm down with a third degree, Brendan. No, I, I'm like, maybe I should just I should start talking to my boss about getting us some lockers. You should. You're going to put hey. all that extra tea. <laughs> no, I don't have any tea left. Who are you kidding? <laughs> so present day Lily gets a call from Daniel. And since last week, Dan and Lily have really become phone buddies. Like he called her twice last week. They're already having a phone chat this week. Dan seems to be going to Lily with his problems these days, which uh, makes sense because we know that Lily is an excellent mother when it comes to anyone except her two biological children. And Rufus is probably too busy pitting himself to be a help to anyone. So Dan just needs to know how mad Serena is. And Lily tells him not to worry. Serena actually hasn't gotten his messages because she is still in jail. And for some reason, Dan hears that and is like, I know how to fix this. I need to take her to prom. And so he opens up the cool slidey door that we haven't seen in a while and tells Jenny that uh, he's going to need to make her a dress for prom, uh, presumably for Serena and not for him. It is a cool door. um, But what if Jenny was like, not uh clothes or like what she was doing back there like was that is this her room i don't know i don't know what because she could have been getting dressed and he's like hey (laughs) maybe they maybe they edited out him him knocking on the garage door uh but also also like i I love dan and lily's relationship because they think back to like early dan trying to get with serena i feel like she hated dan yeah like loathed him. everyone starts off hating dan and then he wins them over even cece that was a weird one, though. This Every- whole loft just gave me, like, major uh, Glee season 40s. Yes, yeah. Door. Absolutely. <laughs> Some loft flashbacks. Um, yeah. So we're going to get a montage here. Flashback Lily is getting changed, and we get the classic scene of her trying on a bunch of outfits. Love a good outfit montage. And I think Brittany Snow is pulling off every single one of these outfits that she tries on. Yeah, every time she put one, I was like, that one. That one. Yeah, that I, one. same way. No, yeah. That one. Yeah. Yes. Oh, great. And so she she settles on something as that perv Owen walks in. And uh, he's falling in love already, as Lily calls out, when she charmingly tells him that he's totally falling in love with her right now. And he doesn't deny it. But we can, we can kind of see where I think Serena gets some of her Vanderwoods and charm from here. Yeah, seriously. Like, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, I wasn't. But you just said that, and I, I kind of am now. 
Yes. Yeah, so, it's like, yeah, it's like you don't want to, like, give in to it. But at the same time, it's like the <laughs> fact that you even had, like, the balls to even say something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going to go to the, the No Doubt show in in uh, 1980s California. I Although, believe like we like, said, there... this is 2009. Like, isn't Gwen Stefani, like, famous for yeah. herself at this point? Not yeah, just yeah. A, like, yeah. this is a, a huge deal. This is, like, just when like, No hey. Doubt got back together for a little bit, too. Wow. I love the OC Hallibat Girl. The OC famously had many bands playing episodes of the of that show, yeah. but we haven't really seen a lot of live performancing uh performances really of cool. Gossip Girl. So this is very exciting. I, and, I, I love uh, No Doubt so much more than playing Gwen Stefani. I'm so I don't know who if anyone agrees with me on that, but no doubt I wish never broke up. Gwen Stefani on her own, not the best. Ooh, not the best. Are you not, not a big Hallibat Girl? That's a r- ridiculous song. I hate it. Rich Girl? Also awful. <laughs> <laughs> she's got some catchy songs i'm not she, I'm no not she the, does she does hugest... have some good ones but no doubt is like being a ska fan it's just like that's that would have been the best ska band of all time if she kept going which i, yeah. I guess doesn't say much <laughs> how dare you yeah <laughs> so, uh, owen's really popular here at this uh venue wherever they are because he says when you don't have a family at home you got to find it somewhere else so I, I guess this is his chosen family here and he gets tackled by someone known as shep and we can tell already that this guy is somewhat of a character and i, I enjoy flashback lily trying to fit into this place but I, w- I would really love seeing present day lily trying to fit into this kind of scene as well <laughs> yeah she, she seems to have gotten many more years of this sort of lifestyle because we still haven't met rufus um but it's just so funny how we know Lily the way she is now and like how how did she get along with all these people for so long her mom her mom yeah uh, well yeah she i, I don't know I, I thought you were gonna ask how how did she end up going down the path she did which is well, mom, that too. Yeah. Yeah. i don't know how she she uh is able to fit in with this this rough and tumble crowd here <laughs> i have to imagine like her mom like eventually makes an appearance back in her life and right. maybe at that point like Keith Vander Woodson is like still in the vicinity, and then it's like a whole "how do you two know each other" thing, and oh, then yeah. she, she's like, "Mom is like, how do you how do you know this person, Mom?" And then it just becomes a thing, which is just that so sounds, easy. Yeah, that, you could have written some thing. for this show if it ever got picked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see if the revival is hiring any writers. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we finally meet Carol Rhodes, played by the iconic Kristen Ritter of. Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23 fame. Also, of course, seven episodes of Gilmore Girls. Uh, Don't Trust the Bee, one of the most underrated shows. Really? Uh, Brendan, did you ever see the show? I have not. I, I know her mostly from uh, Breaking Bad. Um, oh, that is a show that I did not watch. Yes. But, yeah, she's she's uh, what a famous face she has. Oh, yeah. Amon, are you a big Kristen Ritter guy at all? Um, I really did enjoy her performance on Breaking Bad as well, so much so that I have not gone back to watch it because, spoiler alert, it's just a little sad. Oh, man. Um, it's real tough. And um, I got into the first season of Jessica Jones. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, back into, like, an MCU phase, so I'm going to have to go back and watch all of her uh, Jessica Jones stuff because uh, I hear it's really, really good. But, yeah, I, 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 I do – I'm a somewhat well. – yeah, I'm a somewhat a, a Kristen Ritter uh, fan. All right. Well, she does great work here with uh, as Carol Rhodes. And we find out that Carol is the person that Shep considers his lady, which she quickly shoots down. But more importantly, Carol, very excited to see her sister here. She gives her a big hug. Uh, you'd think there might be some more animosity since they hadn't spoken a year, but they seem to be on great terms here. And... Carol, it's surprising that they haven't talked in a year because Carol can really talk. She, like, apologizes for 50 different things. She asks 11 <laughs> questions in the first 15 seconds of seeing Lily. And 
Lily says she has to talk to her about something major, but Carol has to do something first. So they all leave and uh, to go, I guess, break into some music video director's apartment. And this is also when she realizes that Lily is wearing her dress. And she's like, are you wearing my dress? Which is very funny. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, like, th their mom is talking about, oh, you need to be, you know, living a lavish lifestyle in Manhattan. Like, Carol seems to be so much more of a New Yorker than a California person. Like, mm. just like, yeah. just by, by aesthetic, by just like how brash she is, how fast yeah. she is. I was like, you do not belong is. here, sis. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, Blair and Nate are at prom. Coincidentally, the big band, like with all the trumpet players in the horn section, they are playing the same song that no doubt was like it. Fa the transitions in this uh, in this episode get more <laughs> and more seamless as it goes on where <laughs> uh, where it goes from no doubt singing this song just to the band playing this song. And then the minions come up to them. And it, it has been so long since we've seen the minions, I feel like. And they ask Blair to vote for prom king and queen. And I am so surprised here that Blair joyfully says that they don't do prom king and queen. They're for suburban schools and the lame team comedy set in them. Because you would think that she would be all about being prom queen, think, right? queen, which we find out she is. But I, I guess her disdain for suburbia outweighs that for now. <laughs> That's true. Once she hears there's a tiara involved, she's like, all right. <laughs> yes, she immediately, Come on. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. This year they're doing it. There's a tiara and everything. Blair's interested. And she's very excited that they were nominated. And we did not have nominees for our prom king and queen, I believe. But I, I should probably bring up again that, Brendan, you, of course, were our prom king. Yes, and I like that you brought it up. I do not want to brag. Um, you always <laughs> seem to bring up on your own the 316 Candles thing. You always... <laughs> no, no, no. You and our guests bring up the, the candle. The most recent person to bring up wow. the, the candles at the Sweet 16 was... Ficketing on this was, podcast. Was Austin, I believe. But yeah, we uh, multiple times on this podcast, I have brought up that you were the, the prom queen. At, queen. Ooh, <laughs> prom queen, yes. You, you won both. You I won, won both. <laughs> I dressed half and half like the Dean, the Dean yeah. Felton. Yep. <laughs> no, you were our prom king, of course. And... Uh, I guess it was even more impressive that you won when there were no nominees, because that means you had to beat the entire field. Well, I was going to say, like, would it be harder to win if there were nominees or, like, easier? I don't know. I, I guess I guess you're right. It, it had to beat more people that way, because um, anyone could be written in. That's right. Uh, but also, if, if, if there's certain... royalty. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I uh I I was nominated for prom king and homecoming oh. king lost lost them both. Oh no! <laughs> so I was I think I was nominated. I was not even thought about for homecoming. So I think your two nominees outweigh my my one win. <laughs> maybe maybe I mean I I feel like the crown is you know a nice yeah. thing to have. Although I was kind of upset when she was like, oh that's just for suburban schools. I was like, hold on, I'm from <laughs> city and we did that shit. But then again, the more and more that I grew up, the more and more I realized that Pittsburgh really is. <laughs> a country town masquerading as a city. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, uh, I love Pittsburgh. I have to one let my, that one go. <laughs> one of my favorite cities to to visit. I, I know it's, so, it's just so nice. It's 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 a nice little big small city. I love it. I love city a big, of small. bridges, as they call it. Oh, I love a good bridge. City of bridges and rivers. Yep. So and hills. Uh, Yep. <laughs> Lots of hills. So <laughs> the minions are getting sentimental because uh, this is probably their last huddle. And this is true. Are, are we saying goodbye to the minions or do you think they're going to all go to college with Blair as well? Definitely all going to go to college with Blair. Wherever she goes, they'll be there. Nelly Yuki will be there pushing Blair to her limits. <laughs> Amazing like, trajectory for Nelly Yuki also. Wait, but don't like... they hate Blair? How would they go with her? They, they do. Are we... But I, I feel like they're just going like, to tag along to continue to bother her. Yeah. They also used to be best friends. There's a lot there. 
they are her minions. And it, at, by this point in the show, Blair has lost all control of her minions, as we, as we will see. She's She's been... Uh, <laughs> of getting involved in, in other things so she hasn't been able to keep an eye on her minions so they've been kind of revolting um but yeah i i, I don't know i i feel like if this is the last we see of them I, it's a little sad do you think that they're revolting for attention from blair they miss they miss being controlled they miss, they, they miss mommy blair i think they do <laughs> yes probably but yeah I was gonna, I, so, I, I, it's amazing that Nilyuki has really come all the way from being an absolute nobody to now nomination for prom queen yeah. that was supposed to win yeah, she, well if Penelope had her way where she could uh, commit election fraud. We, yeah. don't, we don't know who would have won because Penelope is very excited to commit election fraud to get Nelly Yuki to win, but then uh, Chuck is just going to kind of counteract that. So we don't know if this was... A, I mean, who knows? The third nominee, Terry Murphy, that was on the ballot could have won prom queen <laughs> if, if Chuck and Penelope weren't, weren't, weren't busy messing with the results. Were they going to keep Nate as the prom king, though, for Nelly Yuki? Nelly Yuki and Nate? No, I, I believe they were nominated in pairs. They were okay, so you had to be one yeah. with the, uh, with a couple. Okay, okay. That's what it looked like and on that's the. That's not how it. That's not how it's uh, gone with the one that we did at school. It was just, you know you just had girls and guys, and whoever won won, even if they weren't like right. together. Yes, for for me, me and for Gina us? were like kind of marketed together, but we weren't like on the ballot yeah. together. Okay, that makes sense. So. Dan and Serena are in a cab. Dan's apologizing uh, for going to Lily, even though I, I don't know how Serena got the upper hand in this argument here because Dan was completely correct to go to Lily. Um, yeah. And Serena going to jail doesn't really change that. It's not Dan's fault Serena went to jail. It's it's Lily's. But so, <laughs> the pervy cab driver starts sneaking. I couldn't Serena believe that. Changed in the back. I, no. <laughs> it was like a throwaway gag, like, and it was no. disgusting. So they much better have paid for that cab. Jeez, yeah, yeah. Dan has to call him out and say, "Hey, eyes up front!" Like she's thank in high you school Dan for saying something. Like, geez, Louise they're, going, they're obviously going to prom. You can't be, be looking at this yeah. teenager. Just the safety thing alone, where he's not even looking at the road. But then to counter the fact where you know, like they're going to prom. So yeah, you know she's a high school girl, and you're just like looking at her, obviously without her consent, while she's getting changed. So uh, not not cool, pervy cab driver. Yeah, it's funny because so, it's supposed to be just like a joke that's like, ah ha ha, he's perv. Like when. You yeah. really break it down. It's like, wait a Superb. second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Arena is not going to miss prom. Missing your own prom to uh, stay in jail to prove a point would be serious commitment to the bit. Like, Georgina-level commitment, who we also do not see in this episode. Yeah, what the hell is oh, that about? That? Yeah, I forgot we had a whole... We had such a, a big cliffhanger last week, and we never see any any of the sort. Yeah, I... Presumably, we will pick back up on that uh, in the finale. Because that was yeah, a part of the previous kind of too, making you think it's going to be a part of this episode. And I didn't think about it until you just said that we didn't see any Georgina whatsoever. Honestly, I I think that that was less. That was next week's previously on that they just uh, kind of put in front. I think that was a an HBO Max goof. Gotcha. I mean, that makes sense. I guess they want to save like the the big cliffhanger of the season for the last episode. Yeah. Is Georgina like the big bad of the season? Well, she could be. She is the she's the crazy bitch. She kind of just comes around once a season and causes chaos. It's that's pretty much her role in the show, and I and I love her for it. Okay, sounds good to me. <laughs> so yes, so uh, young Lily and Carol are also in a cab, and Lily's learning about Carol's life here in California. They're starting to argue a little bit because Lily's being judgmental about Carol's life. And she's like, Carol's like, just because I don't have like the same riches that we did in New York, like doesn't mean I'm not doing well here in California. And she has a plan to get Shep's music video on TV and they're going to hit it big from that. And so Lily kind of asks her, you know, if Shep's band is so great, why don't you give your demo to dad? And this seems like it's the first time Owen is hearing about Carol's big shot dad. So uh, Carol has to turn up the music and tells Lily not to mention her dad or where they came from. It seems like 
based on this, Carol is kind of embarrassed to be rich, which is quite the opposite of Lily and the rest of the Vanderwoodsons on the Upper East Side, where they're they are embarrassed of uh, anything that makes them seem more poor than they than they are. Where Ca- Carol doesn't want people to know she's rich. Right. It, it seems like she just wants to get wherever she goes on her own and not use uh, her parents' money, because like she says, there's strings attached. And she she puts the music up like two notches, and apparently that's enough so that Owen can't hear them anymore. Yeah, because <laughs> his ears perk up when they start talking about it, and then when they turn up the music two notches, he's like, "Oh man, it's like, I can't hear bitch, she's just gonna get closer." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it gets real here because Lily says, uh, "Of course I sound like mom because she's the only fem- female role model I've had since Carol uh, bailed on her," which is only a year ago, from what they say. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Not, not exactly her most formative year, I guess, but yeah. Kind of just using it as an excuse. I, I I get that you're in the you're in an argument. You just kind of want to throw shade at the other person, <laughs> right? I mean, I like the idea of wanting to not let nepotism, you know, rule your career, especially when they're probably surrounding. I mean, because let's not act like New York and California are all that different in terms yeah. of money. <laughs> like, right. odds are, if you're living in a certain section of that city, you've got moolah, and I'm sure there are pretty <laughs> plenty of people. Um, that are in the music industry trying to make it that are getting there because of money. So totally. I'm sure she just sees her parents everywhere she goes when she sees people making their way with money. And she just is yeah. like, I, I'm sick of it. I don't want to yeah. do it. I want to get there on my own. Oh, I personally props. am a big fan of nepotism. And I wish I had more nepotism. <laughs> Me too. I've been very pro. <laughs> my stance has always been pro nepotism. Yeah. I, will, I, I don't want other people to have people it. I just want, I want me to have end it. End up in movies. No, I mean, yeah, I'd love it if I had it, but I love it in Hollywood as well. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if, if I'm a fan of you, I'm I'm going to want to see your kid and stuff as well. Yeah, that's, that's true. Just, that's just where I'm coming from. Fair. So Lily shows up to the loft, and I mean, at least Rufus lets her in, I guess. So Lily is here to apologize, it seems, and she has figured out that Rufus was going to propose to him or her. And how awkward would it have been if Rufus was like, no, actually, nope. that was not what was happening at all. I just love lighting candles. You you know this. It's just kind of funny that she points out, like, oh, you're going to propose, weren't you? He's like, kind of like nods a little bit. And I feel like she gives him like an, oh, honey. Like, I, that's the kind of the vibe I got from her at this moment. Like, she didn't really care that much. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't seem too broke uh. up about it. <laughs> She's like, oh, and then you you didn't propose because me putting my daughter in jail made you question the person that I am, which I'm calling bullshit. He was calling off the pro- proposal as soon as he found out about his boyfriend allowance and he got his little ego bruised. That's really it. He makes it seem like it's all Lily's fault. Um, and he's just a big What, baby. was she being like an undercover sugar mama to him and he didn't yes. know? I mean, yes, essentially, because, okay, the big storyline here is Dan got into Yale. Rufus can't afford it. So instead of Lily, who she's dating, he's dating a billionaire in Lily Vanderwoodson, and she keeps saying, let me pay for it. And he's saying no, because that'll hurt his pride too much. Poor Dan, who just wants to go to his dream school. So Lily's plan was uh, Rufus gave money to an investor who turned out to be a con artist. And so Lily uh, is going to take it upon herself to pay back everyone who got swindled. But instead, for Rufus, she was going to tell him, uh, lie to him and say the investment went through and kind of just give him an allowance of $5,000 a month, <laughs> which she called dividends. Wow. Which to her is pennies. <laughs> literal pennies. Yeah, which to her is literally pocket change. And Dan would be able to go to college, and it, but then Rufus found out. And instead of just, you know, taking free money and letting his kid go to school, he's going to break off the proposal. So she really is Dumbledore. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> you, you see it now. <laughs> so. The plan would have worked. Would have worked if he didn't go snooping around and seeing <laughs> and seeing her files. Yeah, that stupid dog too. 
<laughs> so Rufus uh, wants Lily to forgive Cece before she forgives Serena. I-, I feel like forgiving Cece is fine. Again, I feel like Lily should be apologizing to Serena at this point for putting her in jail, but uh, whatever. Ru- Rufus tells Lily that Cece's never going to change, but she still can. And Lily thanks him and tells her, uh, or Rufus tells her that he's glad they can talk, but he's not sure where they stand right now. Which, like, all right, Rufus, you're you're lost. So yeah, seriously, that's tells Lily. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I sound like it's like, look, like, look. I am so <laughs> fine with people having morals and stuff, and what, I, I get it. I really get it. But like, at some point, it's like, look, the money. I, I just, I just <laughs> so much money. He should be counting his lucky stars that Lily is still interested in him for some reason. It's just so much money. Just think about just how much easier your life is going yeah. to be. I'm not saying it's going to be perfect. I'm not saying you're not going to have struggles, but at least you don't have that struggle. Okay. Right. Yeah. She, you're right. He's, he's so lucky that she's still inter- she's still charmed by his band from 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's really what it is. Oh. Back to the flashbacks. Uh, they're on their mission. They're they bro- breaking into... A music video director that wronged Carol. And so Carol and Shep leave Lily and Owen alone. And Lily is venting that she's not, you know, just some goody two-shoes. And all Owen has to say is, you're not exactly the life of the party for Lily to ask where the bar is. <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> Give me some boost. Also, I love in this scene when uh, Shep flushes the toilet and comes out of the bathroom and pumps his fist like he just accomplished something <laughs> huge. <laughs> like, he might have accomplished something very <laughs> <laughs> Because that, fl- that can still hear the toilet flushing and you're walking out. <laughs> Back to prom, Serena and Dan enter. Blair is thrilled to see Serena. And she also spends 10 seconds talking to Dan. So he should consider himself repaid for getting Serena out of jail. And Dan have this suit just ready to go? Or did like Jenny make this for him as well? I guess she did. Because she said something about wear your own shoes. Because I guess she was saying, I don't, oh, yeah, I don't make right, shit. Yeah. I don't make shoes, but I can make the rest. She's very talented. She can just wow, whip this up. Yeah. But she better get working and, on those shoes. If she can't do that, like, where's she going to go in her life? Another, another arc that you missed in this uh, in this season, Amon. The first half of the season dealt with Jenny dropping out of school and becoming a 15-year-old uh, fashion, like leading a, 15, a fashion empire at the young age of 15. Oh, good for her. Yes, yeah. girl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. She's since gone back to school. She's still... Uh, Obviously, designing dresses and stuff in in her free time, but she is. You'll be. Happy yeah, how did Rufus that. feel about? Oh, her? Man, oh big, boy! Big time, big time point of contention. That was when we we started to turn on Rufus. Yeah. Okay. Mean, if you can believe it, Rufus Rufus tried putting Jenny in jail. I think that, that <gasps> whole arc might have been in Rufus. <laughs> what is it with jail in these parents? <laughs> this is not like the eighties anymore. Like jail isn't just like a little thing where you can just go and like you know. They're like, okay, call your mommy. That's not what jail is anymore, okay? <laughs> it's like that um, that scene in Parks and Rec. Um, I feel like it would be like, start a fashion empire, jail. <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if you're familiar with that part I'm talking jail. about. Jail. Jail yeah, you. No, yeah, the Fred Armisen Yes, character. yes, yes. Jail. <laughs> so, yeah. Serena and Dan are doing the same dancing they did at the Lily Bart wedding, where is, uh, Dan's just jumping up and down, and Serena's like charmingly swaying. <laughs> Yeah, the 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 jumping was really. And it was Dan's like got one move. The, Dan's got one move, and it's jumping up and down. And it was like almost just like, all right, Dan, jump or not, Dan, oh, uh, Pen, just jump up and yeah, down so yeah. we can transition to the <laughs> the eighties again, yeah, real to, quick to for us. Chef, I guess, but it looks really stupid because um, yeah. she's Very dancing true. like a normal human being. And when she says like, <laughs> "Come dance with me," like I thought they were gonna dance like 
like sway back and forth and like be cute about it and like this is going to be the start of their relationship coming together again but Dennis <laughs> decides to Dan jump jumping. up and down no, <laughs> what no, the hell no. <laughs> playing dance dance revolution or something <laughs> yeah. and so we see in the 80s that the the safety dance is playing at this party which is a classic and Shep I think Shep's a much better dancer than Dan oh yeah <laughs> but, so yeah, Carol sees Lily hitting it off with Owen. She seems very pleased about that. L- Lily also getting trashed. What a legend. And <laughs> <laughs> so we see Keith Vander Woodson has confronted, has been confronted by Carol. And he is the shady asshole who has wronged Carol. And I mean, we can presumably assume that Lily is going to end up with him somehow, which very upsetting because you can just tell he's a shady character. He's he's coked up right now. His his preppy friends are all losers as well. And one of them comes up and is like immediately hitting on Carol in a gross way. So they're just bad news overall. Yeah, it's it's tough to look at because you're like, how how do you get there? Like you you seem so down to earth right now, Lily, and that's just like not the crowd. You should be with these guys. You should be with Shep and Owen, and your sister. This is your crowd. I know it's it's very unfortunate. Yeah, it's sad. Oh. Yeah. And back inside the party, I-, I talked about Serena's charming swing, but Br- Brittany so is Lily, truly the most charming dancer of the episode. Her her lame dance moves <laughs> with Owen were so fucking adorable. I-, yeah. I loved her so much in this scene. I- I'm imagining present day Lily dancing this way, and it's cracking me up. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah, I can I can I can see it with a nice bottle of gin in her apartment. <laughs> <laughs> the family drink, the family gin, gin and tonic, hold the tonic. <laughs> <laughs> and so. Owen asks Lily again, like, if this is the part where she falls in love with him. I get that he's just throwing Lily's words back at her, but he he delivers them way worse than Lily did earlier in the yeah, episode. Yeah, he did, right? Yeah, she, yeah. she, she liked mm-hmm. it, though, still. We he did. There was clearly a spark kiss, but, uh, Oh, because glass shatters. Yeah. Glass does shatter. <laughs> That's what it said in, in the captions. <laughs> and it kind of spoiled it for me. Glass kiss. I saw glass shatters <laughs> yes. before I heard it. I'm like, oh, okay. Really? Spoiler. <laughs> And we, uh, I talked about the seamless transitions. We immediately cut back to prompt. Like we hear the glass shatter, and the neck, like the literal next thing we hear is like Blair yelling at Chuck. Where I was very confused. Yeah, I was like, are they? They're like trying to go for an Emmy this episode because yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Blair can't believe that Chuck would do this. He knows how important a prom is to Blair, and Chuck doesn't, you know, give away the reveal here that he's trying to help her. Um, what did you think was happening? Did you think that Chuck was trying to sabotage Blair's prom, or uh, did you think, especially with last week's revelation, I know, uh, Amon, you didn't see last week's revelation, but especially with last week, did you think that Chuck was actually trying to help in his own way? Yeah, it looked like he was removing all of the ballots for the other girl that the minions shoved in there. That's what I thought was going on. But then when he said he was shoving um, more of her in there, I was like, oh, why'd you have your hand full of votes for the other girl? two-point plan he was taking the nelly yuki votes out and he was putting blair in makes sense to me yeah I, like i said you... before this was spoiled for me um so oh, i knew yeah, exactly right. what was yeah, going you, on yeah exactly yeah you didn't have time to get swindled yeah. by the uh, by the trick but even like it up. right it, even as like he sees them stuff in the ballot box i could just see his wheels turning i'm like okay well i know what he's gonna do you can just tell right. even without the hbo max spoiler but yeah this is very chuck like that Blair never happened at any. Well, I guess I could never ask you, Brendan, because you, of course, if it did happen to you, you wouldn't want to admit it on this podcast. You were the beneficiary <laughs> of it. If it, did it was happen. me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we had the similar conversation as in this episode where I asked who even voted for him, and you, you yourself said, "I did. I voted for me 150 times." <laughs> <laughs> I would feel like I, I know it was only in 2012, but I feel like we didn't do it by paper. Like it, it was like a, an electronic thing. So like we couldn't cheat. Really? Oh no, ours were by paper. Wow. We yeah, not, I, I think we were votes, votes were submitted before prom even happened. 
Oh, you're right. Yeah, we had to fill out like a survey online before prom, See? right? Yeah. So unless unless I was a, wow. a, like an expert hacker, then I I couldn't have done it. I gotta say, I feel like that's so much more easy to manipulate as like a computer thing as opposed to like you can clearly it's like when someone's counting the votes, you can clearly see. Hold right. on, why do all of these have the same handwriting? <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, Blair's gonna assume that Chuck is rigging the vote for her to lose, and then she kind of puts it all together that oh, everything else that's been going wrong also must be Chuck, and she's only half wrong. Like Chuck is behind this. She just has the motive completely wrong. He's actually trying to help her. Right, and she's she's so funny. No, no matter how angry she is at anyone, I just can't help but to smile. Oh, of course. Like, yeah. Everything, like even when she's screaming at someone, she's still charming. I love, love Blair Waldorf. She didn't want this like two minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She needs that tiara. Yes. So back in the 1980s, Keith is forcing Carol to pay him some money or else, you know, she has to sleep with him on Saturday, which is obviously gross to begin with. But also we know that uh, Keith is a Vanderwoodson, so it's not like he needs Carol to pay him back anyway. So it's just like... A little extra gross because he doesn't. Yeah, just like, and then like the control. scheduling of sleeping yeah. with you. Yeah, like I'm free that's Saturday. A new one. Like usually they're just like, how about right now? You yeah, know, no, what are you doing right now? I can fit you. In yeah, well, I'm I'm fucking Wednesday through Friday, so Saturday I'll be free. <laughs> yeah, Lily's disappointed in Carol. She's like, you slept with your music video director, and Carol just says, I didn't know he had a girlfriend, which is it's a funny response and also ironic because it, it does seem like. Uh, Lily may also be doing some some sleeping with Carol's music video director. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so That's Carol owes the, yep, <laughs> Carol owes this guy a lot of money, and uh, you know, Lily wants to just tell mom and dad, but that's not an option, so Carol needs to think of something else. And so I get, like, we obviously all talked about how we understand where Carol is coming from. It, if it were me, I would still always be asking my mom for money if we were rich, but I can at least understand and appreciate where Carol is coming from. And it seems like uh, Lily is starting to as well here. All right, the, the principle makes sense. Um, but definitely, like, a little allowance would, would really help out. Yeah, yeah, of course. And so she tells Carol it's not fine. She goes up to Keith, tells him that no one treats us this way. And Keith, obviously, has, has called the cops on them already for trespassing. And his girlfriend tells her to... or. Yeah, tells them to take the trash back to the valley. And then it's quite the zinger when she asks where they're going. And she says, to get your butt tattooed, which I, yeah, I don't... What is, what is this? They keep talking what? about butt tattoos. This is like the second mention yeah, of the Yeah, that was the second tattoo. time that came up. Was that a big, like, zinger in the 80s? Yeah, like, what's going on? <laughs> where are you going to get your butt tattooed? It sounds like, like oh, an okay. insult from, like, a nine-year-old. That... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it really does. <laughs> And so Keith very smugly tells them there's no need to fight over him. And Shep stands in and says, he has like a Ryan Atwood moment here where he's like, yeah. all right, how about we just fight you? And a brawl ensues. Everyone is hitting everyone. Chaos at the party. We don't see a lot of brawls in Gossip Girl. For some reason, this seems to only be a, a California thing. This yeah, right? No, no fights in New York. <laughs> no one would ever brawl in bougie New York. It's only in California <laughs> where these things happen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> The biggest lie ever told. Yeah. I love when Lily gets involved in the fight and jumps on Keith and starts hitting him in the head repeatedly with her purse. I iconic behavior. Yeah. <laughs> and it goes on and to say, like, I'm such a brawler. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Amazing scene. I love a good brawl. I, you know, I, it's like a food fight scene. It's, it's always going to uh, hit for me when, no whenever there's, what. like, chaos like this happening. Yeah. So back to prom. Penelope is announcing the results of prom queen, and Blair is still screaming at Chuck, and Chuck is just taking it. And Polina... Polina, jeez. Penelope, not to be confused with Serena, but Penelope is in disbelief as she announces that Blair Waldorf won prom queen as Chug just smugly looks up. And uh, Nate Archibald makes like Brendan Ruppel here and win, wins king. 
Yeah, no, no contest hey, for Nate. Yeah. You, if Blair's going to be the queen, Nate's got to be the king. Um, they already sense. had Nate's, Nate's uh, picture on the posters like, yeah. when, once the school year even started. <laughs> I think he's probably it, just no, the most handsome guy at the school, which is probably why I won also. Well, I mean, I, I'm always partial to Penn Badgley, but no one even Wait, knows. So this means probably. that next season is going to be them in college then? Yeah, this is their, and this is their senior year already. Wow. Season and two, we, and you're already a senior. Crazy. And we still don't know exactly where everyone is going to college because of finance and getting kicked out situations. Everything is still up in flux or in flux and up in the air, I guess, is the two metaphors I was up, up in flux. combining there. <laughs> up in flux. So um, Penelope's freaking out because her rigging didn't work, but she's like literally the person announcing the results. I know. So can't she just say, just say Nelly, you can name you like, It's essentially the same thing as rigging. Like, right. <laughs> is the person next to her going to call her on it and be like, he's going to check your work. Says. Maybe. I don't know. So. I love a good prom episode. Amon, how does this stack up against some of the great Glee prom episodes? Oh. It's it's good. I mean, it's inter. I feel like I was definitely more in, uh, entertained by the '80s storyline than I was uh, by this yeah. one. But it's not bad. It's not bad. I personally uh, feel like the uh, it, you're hard pressed to beat season two of Glee of course, when it comes yeah. to prom episodes. Yeah, that's one of my favorite episodes of the show. That's a that's always going to be a tough one to beat. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Arena can't believe Blair won. Dan wants to know who voted for, and that's when Chuck reveals that he did about 150 times. And it turns out he was taking the Nelly Yuki votes out of the box, not putting them in. And not only that, but he was behind the new dress and the limo. And he also gives Serena a, a key to give to Blair, which is to the penthouse at, at the plaza. And he tells her, you know, you thought you were the only one who knew about the scrapbook. So Chuck has had this plan all along. And Serena can't believe she's saying this, but that was really sweet. And Chuck just wanted to make sure that Blair had the perfect night. So he just looks up at her and smiles. And I think, it, you know, Serena is right. I, that was sweet. It's a very cute scene. Yeah, especially knowing that he can't actually do anything with her in person. He's just pulling strings from the from behind. And he's doing the best he can to make her happy. Uh, he thinks he can't make her happy, which is so sad, because obviously he can. So do we think that Blair knows deep down that this is what was going on and that's really why I'm kind of like jumping the gun a little bit, but she <laughs> ends up breaking things off with Nate in the end. Is it cause definitely she possible? Knows? I mean, she, yeah, she could come to that realization after she wins and be like, Oh, maybe this Nate is not the right guy for me. Mm-hmm. And even, uh, the gossip girl voiceover calls out that it feels like our queen is with the, with the wrong King. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I feel like for me, it just felt like she, realize mostly because she had the perfect night that she's always wanted and it still didn't satisfy her so i think in her head it's like well it must not have been with the right person because everything else was exactly how i wanted it right like you got everything else but you're not necessarily jazzed about nate so something's not adding up sis (laughs) yep (laughs) yeah (laughs) so back to the 1980s now owen gets his mugshot so so is Lily. She's got some pretty iconic mugshots of her own that we see now. And she uses her phone call on Cece. And Cece just spends the whole phone call yelling at her. And Lily takes this opportunity to tell Cece that she doesn't want to follow her dreams anymore. She wants to follow her own, even though, as we discussed, she will end up following her mother's plan to a T. And then she stands up for her sister Carol as well. What's wrong with Carol? The fact that she's independent, that she thinks for herself, that she does what she wants and not what people tell her to. And Cece is going to be very condescending. She tells Lily to give up this failed experiment in rebellion. And honestly, it does feel like something Lily would say to Serena. So I I do get the comparison here. Yeah, good lines. Especially because it seems like uh, 
Uh, sorry, I was just going to say, especially because it seems like CeCe's main concern, much like Lily in present day, is to make sure that the family is not embarrassed because of any scandals. Yeah, I'm so, so maybe maybe this whole, like, I'm going to send my daughter to jail thing, I guess, makes much more sense in this context. Because it's like, she truly hated being in jail, and her mother would not come and get her. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. she's like, oh, well, I'm going to send you to jail and not come <laughs> get you now. It's a, it's a never-ending chain yeah. of mothers sending I, her. I do want to quickly defend Lily a little bit, though, um, my gal, and say that Cece seems to be doing these things more just about her own image and lily does it for mm -hmm. the entire family's image uh, which is still not like ideal it's but it's, it's, it's like slowly getting better with each generation yeah <laughs> hopefully serena stays true to her promise that she is going to be nothing like lily and she won't her her kids can do whatever the fuck they want <laughs> oh, yeah, I, well. I also enjoyed the mugshot scene with lily i love this particular mugshot where she's like can you at least let me put my makeup on first yes. and then the next shot is her like being indignant that they would not let her <laughs> oh that was so good so <laughs> Carol is listening in on this phone call, and she eventually grabs the phone and tells Cece that Lily's going to stay with her for a while. Uh, Cece thinks that Lily's going to come crying home the first time she breaks a nail, but Carol stands up for Lily and says, you know, that, that's really up to Lily, what she does. And she says, no, Mom, you sit tight. She'll call you later. What an icon. And we, we really set up the, uh, the events of, of this show if, if it were to be picked up. I know. It's, it's so yeah. – it's, I, I wish you hadn't told me that because I want more now. Sorry. Sorry. So – Present day, Lily and Cece, it's 25 years later, and they're still going back and forth with each other. And she tells Cece, Lily does, that she loves her and that she knows Cece loves her back. And Cece tells Lily that she's always been a handful, but, you know, she would rather 20 Dan Humphreys than that boy Lily loved from the Valley. Which is not saying much, because remember, Cece fucking loves Dan Humphrey now. Right. <laughs> she, of course she would like that. I think she would rather Dan Humphreys than any of her own children. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's when Lily says, well, you took care of that, didn't you? And so we get kind of like, you know, laying the seeds here that maybe Cece had something to do with uh, whatever Lily, whatever brought Lily back to this life and I guess ended things with Owen. And so. What was that? Sorry. <laughs> I just said he was murdered again. <laughs> <laughs> I love when you say that. I'll, I'll cut the other one out and put that in there. <laughs> Yeah, would have loved to see how the story ended up playing out, but oh well. So Lily seems to be seeing things clearly now. She tells Cece that it wasn't up for her to decide what kind of life that Lily had. And Cece replies with what is really the Vanderwoodsen mother motto of what does it mean to be a mother than to make sure your child fulfills her destiny? I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough. How do, you, how do you break the chain here? That's what Lily says. She wanted to create her own destiny, but she was always too scared to lose her mother. So now Lily begs Cece to stay. You know, don't leave. I forgive you. And Cece just incapable of having a heart to heart with Lily. She's just still. This is still so sarcastic. funny. I, I love this so Lucky much me. because she's trying to shut her up by just like, give me a fucking hug. Yeah. <laughs> just grabs her. Lucky me. You throw me out of your home and I get forgiven. And, like Lily <laughs> does not take the bait at all. Like she will never. She doesn't break here. She doesn't argue with her mom. She literally, she's just like, just give me a fucking hug. And she, you know, sometimes you just have to force your mom to, to thank yeah. you. Yeah. That I mean, I this was so realistic for me because sometimes your parents are just your parents. They are who they are. I think that uh, Rufus just had it right when he told um, Lily, like, "Look, she's not gonna change. You can, but she's not." Like once, like when right. you reach past a certain age, it's hard. Like your brain has yeah. been braining for the past however many years. It's not just gonna like up and change itself. So you just have to accept them for who they are and try to realize that in their own sick and twisted ways they really do love you they're just 
they're damaged and you're just yeah. gonna have to take the damage yeah. as, as much as you can because clearly there are certain situations where some parents are just no 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 you need to get them out of your life but i don't necessarily think that this is the case for this mm. particular family yeah, I mean, this is a, as lovely a mother-daughter moment as we're ever going to get between the, these two, probably, right. because Cece does eventually hug her back. And um, I like that you said it's realistic, because I really do feel like uh, these these scenes towards the end of the episode here, they, they all seem very real to me, which is, in, in a show that can be so much like a soap opera and so fantastical, I really did appreciate how uh, real these scenes seemed to uh, end the episode here. Yeah, even down to like the, the physical aspect of it with the hug, like the hug looked stupid enough to be real. <laughs> like it was like an awkward like lily who's a giant like looks like she's a six foot tall woman goes for the the under part of the hug like you know when tall people like go too low and then like now that short person has to put their arms on top yeah it's very funny yeah, the physics of that hug we're not lining up you're right it was it was very awkward so blair and nate are dancing and nate realizes that something is wrong and blair says that this is supposed to be the happiest day of her life but something still feels like it's ending and she tells nate that he was her first love and nate may be dumb as we know but i think even he can tell right away that he's uh gonna be dumped soon what do you keep saying in the past tense it was such a like she kept laying it on thick and he's just like <laughs> what do you he's mean? like what do you mean come on <laughs> she's like it just feels like something is ending <laughs> like, he's like, well yeah prom is ending yeah prom uh, something else is ending he's, he's like i can't help but notice you're speaking in past tense <laughs> yeah and she's eventually just like that- just shush and let's dance together i'm breaking up with you bitch <laughs> <laughs> Blair says this night always already feels like a memory and tells him to just hold her until the song's over. And so this moment in the speech from Blair, it's, it's so poignant. And Blair really, I feel like she describes what she's feeling so well here. And I can feel exactly what Blair's feeling right now. And they, they kiss and they share a dance, uh, which very much feels like a last dance. And uh, Nate, I think Nate finally does realize it here because it looks like he's just seen a ghost as he's dancing with Blair. Yeah, and it feels like he is a ghost and he's just going to... F- fade off and disintegrate where does nate even go from here where does he go this, this is kind of another... his whole personality lately has just been like blair's boyfriend hopefully he can find another duchess somewhere mm, maybe i'll go back to vanessa yeah oh. uh, that relationship isn't too bad but just vanessa made me instinctually <laughs> uh. say uh. <laughs> serena finds blair on the steps and she asks where the prom king is and blair confirms they did in fact break up and uh, serena can't believe it but Blair says she really wanted to go to prom with her high school boyfriend, and now that she has, and Serena completely gets it and finishes her sentence, he feels like your high school boyfriend. So I love a good Blair-Serena scene, and this one is no different. I love this scene a lot. Sparks absolutely flying. And Serena knows her so well (laughs) to a point where she can actually finish her sentences. Uh, It's true beauty. What is this it? show? Blair, Blorina. Blarina, Blarina that's, a, that's, that's what I coined in this very episode. So, I uh, I think this show is once again firing I'm at all cylinders. Yes, uh, another great scene that I saw. Yeah, <laughs> you had right. already seen this scene. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> another great scene between two characters that have one of the most interesting relationships on the show, uh, whether they're enemies, friends, frenemies, lovers, everything. Like, just Blair and Serena, had, there's so many layers to this friendship here where at the end of the day, Serena is there for Blair and she says she's sorry, Blair's sorry too, that that you almost missed prom because your mother had you arrested and your quasi-half-brother slash ex-boyfriend was your prom date, which yeah. even when Blair is at her most melancholy, she can still deliver an outstanding soundbite. And that's why we love her. <laughs> and they, they also call each other sisters in this, uh, this scene. Yes. And that does not totally 
ruin your theory because obviously Serena does not care about dating her step siblings or half siblings. I'm here to say, it's like, it's all keeping it. Let's keep let's keep it in the family. Keep yeah. the theme going. All right. <laughs> yeah, Serena actually had a lot of fun tonight. She had a great time with Dan. She's accepted that whatever her mother did for her was out of love, and right now she's right where she wants to be with her best friend. Which I audibly said, "Aw," and I can again. Another real scene here, I can feel how momentous of a night this is for our characters. I've had nights like this where you can just feel, you know, what this night is in the moment. Like, and you're you're kind of happy that it's happening, but sad because you don't want it to end. I our prom night, our prom night was one of them. Not not because you won prom king, but because it's definitely you, know, helped, you, you enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, it definitely helped. And I think this episode is really good at capturing that feeling. Maybe I'm just <laughs> always a sucker for a prom episode um, or an end of high school episode like this one is. But this one just really, uh, it really made me feel things. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you, yeah. You, you were saying how much the end of the season heats up, and uh, the past few have been great, and it's amazing that the last episode we got was like, oh man, this is getting crazy, and then they do something totally different and don't even like they disregard the last episode and do something <laughs> yeah, exactly. wacky, and it's still. Bobby really could works. be in Miami by now, for all we know. Yeah. It probably it's is. weird that they like this episode is such a standalone episode. I guess for the purposes because it was supposed to be a backdoor pilot where they reference other things, but they don't reference the most recent storyline that what's been happening with Poppy and Georgina and everything. Right, they just kind of put that on so hold much though so that week. these names mean nothing to Amon. Right, literally nothing. <laughs> so, I've been victimized by Georgina Jones or Georgina. Wait, Regina. Georgina oh Sparks. my god, <laughs> Georgina Sparks. Um. So, flashback time again. Lily thanks Carol and tells her how much she really missed her. And we're kind of cutting back and forth between this and the scene of Serena and Blair on the steps. And speaking of, like, end-of-year episode, we haven't really been playing up at all this season that it's the character's senior year. Like, I, I, like they do this on, on Glee, like a, a show that me and Amon, and also you, Brendan, for at least the first half of Glee, are familiar with. Yeah. Where senior year is definitely a big deal that they're always talking about. Um. And like plenty of other shows too, but they are—they haven't really mentioned it at all all season, and now they're like hitting us hard with it in this one episode. Yeah, they, they mentioned in it, passing a lot, but just like, oh yeah, it's almost like a reminder in a lot of ways when they talk about it in conversation. I'm like, I forgot that you guys are leaving soon, only because they're talking about they, college. That's only basically why, like, you know, it's senior year because right. they're going to leave soon. It hit me when the minions were like, "This is our last huddle." It's hitting me now when they're like, "Oh, like we're really graduating." Like it is weird how they haven't been like marking these milestones throughout the year, but yeah. Uh, Serena tells Blair, you are high school to me. All of the boyfriends and mean girls and Tess and teachers and our crazy mothers, we went through it together. We raised each other. You're my sister. And yes, I did start to cry in this moment. It's such a perfect moment between these two. And I love that they are ending high school in such a good place. It's perfect. Yeah. It's a really nice moment. I feel like a lot of groups of friends and best friends have moments like this at the end of their senior year they're like oh my god like we've been there since the beginning <laughs> and now it's the ending oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember it was my last day it was literally the last night of of college and me and troy got uh, a taxi back to our apartment with like three people who we were kind of like loosely friends with but not really but one of the, the guys in the taxi just started breaking down crying I was like, oh, I miss you. <laughs> like literally and obviously the alcohol was definitely aiding yeah. that but it was just That's such really a funny. funny thing where he started like <laughs> sobbing in like, I don't even know that well. <laughs> and me and Troy were just like sitting there like hey man it's gonna should, be it's, should we cry I'm too? gonna miss you too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so um Young Lily asks Carol where her car is, but Carol has sold it to get Lily out of jail, so they are going to ride the bus. Which gasp! I can't believe Lily ever rode a bus. I know. Like, we talked about. I mean, she was making it seem like it was gonna. 
she was making it feel like it's gonna be such a big deal like at least the, the mom <laughs> yeah, yeah was, i didn't then, think it was gonna be a buzz i thought they're gonna like do something cool and then it was just like oh lily that's a big buzz. deal <laughs> <laughs> it's just a buzz. Yeah. um present day lily gets a text from serena where uh, serena is apologizing young lily at the same time is looking out the window <laughs> on the bus and then present day serena is looking out into the world smiling with blair's head resting on her shoulder honestly I'm so happy that Amon had seen this ending already because most be- one of the most beautiful endings to an episode and like this episode and specifically the ending, everything to me. I'm I'm glad we're all here to discuss it and that that's the end of the episode. Wow, wow, yeah, what a journey! It really was. We really, I'm definitely interested in going back and looking at uh, everything. Yeah, yes. I mean, at the very least, for if and I were you, I would just here. I would just watch the end of season two for now. Just like you gotta you gotta More check episode. out next episode. Yeah, and predictions. Yeah. How, how do we end this season? What's going to happen uh, in the finale? I mean, Aman, you can predict as well, but you have no idea what's going on with the other storyline yeah. that they completely ignore. This, this almost put everything on pause for a week. Yes. Um, so uh, uh, I guess they all get, like, acceptance letters to wherever they're going. I'm going to assume that they all apply to schools in New York City. So, like, Yale as, as and we have you. it now. It seemed for a time they were all going to end up going to Yale because they had all applied to Yale and I think gotten accepted or said they were going to get accepted. But uh, Dan said he can't afford it still as of right now, so we don't know what's going to happen with him. Blair got her acceptance revoked and then ended up pulling some strings to get into NYU, which is not an Ivy, but Blair is just going to have to accept it. Nate is going to Columbia. And Serena, last we checked with Serena, she still said she was going to Brown, so... Uh, be interesting to see how that plays out, and Chuck is just going to continue, I guess, running his uh, running his hotel industry as a seventeen year old. Yeah, does not need any sort of uh, guidance there. Um, Brendan, where do you, where do you see this uh, this uh, season ending? I don't know. Like you said, I feel like I I guess I gave these predictions last week because this is a very right, much true. a standalone. Um, so I'll stand by whatever the hell I said. <laughs> right, <laughs> and so week. we will play back last week's episode if you want to see what, what Brendan is yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. about this week's episode. Um, all right, so let's get into some segments here as uh, I do have to go to work soon. So let's, all right, let's, let's run through. Let's get through these. Of course, my uh, favorite segment, the user review of the week, uh, Lexa, good old main underscore 31013 is back, giving this episode an 8 out of 10. Um, and says, surprisingly, Valley Girls picked up much better than I'd anticipated. Still, for some strange reason, I thought I would be seeing Georgina in this installment since they just dropped the Poppy and Gabriel theme like a hot potato. What happened to Georgina's words to Blair? Blair said, I don't think Jesus would approve of that. And Georgina said, well, you can tell Jesus that the bitch is back. Where's the bitch now? Prom signified signified the end of senior year, and it seemed to have brought an end to many things as well. Blair and Nate, Lily and Rufus, and beginning for Serena and Dan, Lily and her mom, it also looked like Nellie, Hazel, Penelope, and Isabel were up to no good again. It only took Chuck to clean up the mess they created for Blair. Their latest scheme? Giving Blair false hope of becoming prom queen at the same time crowning Nellie. These girls really need to grow up. According to Nellie, if we do this stuff in college, people would think we're pathological. What about now, ladies? What would people think of you when you do these things now? Signed, Lexa. Four and a half out of five stars. And a grade of a B plus. <laughs> she seems very angry, but give it a good grade. <laughs> yeah. Also, I just want to uh, ne- quickly point out, um, I, I've been saying dropped like a hot potato a lot recently, so I'm glad she's on, on board with that. <laughs> she's on board with the lexicon. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's back. Um, next week, the episode is titled The Goodbye Gossip Girl. Do you have any predictions based on the episode title? Um, I don't know. I saw the little blurb too. I'm pretty sure uh, in the thumbnail, and it says something. Do we get like a lot of like Gossip Girl um, exposure itself? Like, is it going to be like a 
one of those it's gonna be like the episode that happens like we get the reveal of of who it is right we we haven't gotten a lot of gossip girl as an actual character but you're right that the little blurb for the next episode says gossip girl sends a shocking email so we are going to get some of the titular gossip girl inserting herself into the story kind Mm -hmm. of which i i I don't Uh, i'm not i don't want so much of that like i i hope it's not too focused on on uh the gossip girl herself we will see. Themselves. We will see for next yeah. week. Let's grade the episode. Um, I went first last week, Brendan, so you can go first this week. What episode grade are you giving it? Well, I kind of knew I was going to like this based on what you said last week. It was going to be a Lily-focused episode. Uh, my favorite character, as every all the listeners know, um, and it it delivered more than I could have imagined, uh, especially with the addition of her sister. I, I wish, that, honestly, this entire episode was just this plot, but the prom plot was also pretty good. Um, like you guys have both said, maybe there's some better prom episodes out there, but I think Lily's uh, young plotline really carries this thing through and through. And it's just it's a great way to put the season finale on hold for a week and have something fun to do in the meantime. Um, mm-hmm. This is a, this is a good weird one. This, this is an A. Oh yeah, Brendan is giving it an A. Amon, do you want to go next? Sure, I will also give this an A. Wow. Like I said, it's like literally as soon as I got off the, as soon as I uh, stopped watching, I was like, I really enjoyed that. Like, so I mean, I can't get it any lower than that. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely right. an A. This is gonna be our second straight clean sweep where all three people give the episode an A. I love a prom episode. I love a flashback episode. I love an emotional episode. This episode is all three of those. Uh, the, the flashbacks are great, which is amazing because uh, sometimes backdoor pilots make for terrible episodes. See uh, The Office's The Farm. But we, we have everything in this one. We have a brawl. We have a fun 80s soundtrack. The amazing Britney Snow. Uh, the relationship between her and Carol. And it, it does exactly what it's supposed to do, which is get me invested and wanting more. It's too bad we never did get more of this show. Um, I would have loved to watch it. But not only that, all the present day stuff, remarkable as well. We, we don't spend a ton of time at prom, but I love everything we do get. And we don't get a patented Blair and Chuck scene, but we do get a very touching moment and a great reveal when we see that Chuck has set up prom to be Blair's perfect night. And Blair gets everything she wants and deserves, which, of course, I love. And um, like I said, in a show that is just so fantastical and soap opera-esque, we get some of the realist emotional scenes in this episode, like the Lily and Cece scene, the Blair and Nate scene, the Blair and Serena scenes. Um, at the end of the episode, they're some of my favorite in the show. And uh, they're all able to make me feel many feelings. And, uh, you know, this episode ties together well as sort of a standalone episode. And it uh, culminates into one of my favorite ending sequences that we just talked about. Obviously an easy A for me and a strong contender for my favorite overall episode. Easy A for you. That's amazing. And we also might be talking about Easy A this off season. So look out for uh, that. Yes. <laughs> Everyone's favorite Penn Badgley project, Easy oh, yeah. A. All right. Let's give the MVP of the episode. Brendan, who is your MVP? MVP. I'll make this quick so you can get to work. It's Lily, bitch. <laughs> the best. I figured you were going <laughs> to go. I figured you were uh, going to go, Lily. And, and, and both, uh, I want to give her two MVPs for two amazing performances, young and old. Young and big, I should say. Young, young and big. Amon, who is your MVP of the episode? I'll give mine to... I'll give mine to Carol, because I really enjoyed Carol. Nice. Good one. I was hoping that Carol did get one. I knew Brendan was probably going to go Lily. Um, I was thinking of Carol, but then, like, because this is a Vander Woodson episode, and a Lily episode more specifically, so it'd be easy to give Lily an MVP or one of her many 
family members that we see in this episode, but I am going to give mine to Blair. She isn't the star of the episode, but she makes the most of what she has. Like I said, she gets everything she wants and deserves in this episode. She wins prom queen. She has her perfect night. She maturely ends her relationship with Nate on her own terms. And uh, she ends the night with her best friend, reminiscing about the great times they had and how much they love nice. each other. So seems very MVP worthy to me. Good awards all around. Yes, absolutely. One, one for Lily, one for Carol, and one for Blair. Love it. Um, then who's your LVP? Uh, my LVP is going to go to an offshoot in, in uh, Keith Vanderwoodson um, mm. for doing too much coke at the party and starting a, well, be <laughs> kind of inciting a brawl in, in many ways um, and just being an overall rich asshole. Um, and it, it makes me sad that this is the guy that she ends up having children with. So don't love that. Yeah. Amon, who is your LVP? We'll give it to... Hmm. Maybe I'll give it to Cece. Oh, that's a good one. Ooh, okay. That is a good one. Um, May. Yeah, I'll give it to Cece. Oh. All right. Lock it in. Lock it in now. Cece? <laughs> yep. Got it? All right. Um, May. I was, I was going to go... I was going to give it to Keith as well um, because, you know, uh, what Brendan just said. But since, Brendan, you've already given him... One, I will. Uh, I'll give it to the pervy cab driver. Nice for, <laughs> for sneaking some peeks at the Yeah, screw that guy. Hopefully, another screw just offshoot one-time LVP, and this is not a recurring character that comes in and is always <laughs> his thing is always. Gonna make a, per- uh, a pervy Ranjit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ranjit was already pretty pervy. Oh uh, yeah, I guess he was. Pretty pervy to be he's funny. That would be such bullshit if he were like a reoccurring character, like the yeah, cabbage yeah. man, <laughs> Avatar, or something. Yeah. Uh, as far as my memory goes, I, I think this is just a one-off, thank God. But So I will give my LVP to him at the only opportunity Excellent. I have to do so. Uh, so that's it for these segments, except, of course, for everyone's favorite Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. And we are going to do that scene at the end of the flashback sequence where... Lily and uh, Cece are talking on the phone, and then Carol takes over. So I have my script in front of me. Who wants to play who? Brenda, do you want to play your role of Lily? I would love to be young Lily. uh, Aman, would you like to be uh, Carol, or would you like to be Cece? No, who do you want to be? Well... I know that you're not the biggest fan of Cece, so I'll be Cece unless unless you do want to uh, portray her. I'll be Carol. <laughs> you be Carol. I'll be Cece, which means I'm going to start off the scene. Does everyone have their scripts in front of them? Oh, yes. Yes. All right. Uh, Brendan, you said yes as well? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So I will start us off. Oh, Lily, the hopes and dreams I have for you, an Ivy League education, the Upper East Side, married to the richest man in Manhattan— See, that's the thing, Mom. Those are your hopes and your dreams, not mine. I need to figure out what I want, what I need. The parole officer? I'm getting in the car. You need to be far away from your sister's influence. Why? What's wrong with Carol? The fact that she's independent? That she thinks for herself? That she does what she wants and not what other people tell her to do? Why you spare me the heartache and yourself the humiliation and give up on this failed experiment in rebellion? What if this is not an experiment? What if this is me growing up? Enough soul-searching. I'm calling your father's lawyer. We need to keep this thing out of the papers. Please, Mom. I don't need a publicist. I need my mother. I'm trying not to talk to you, and you're not... Hey, Mom. Got a sec? 
uh, Carol, you know, this is your chance to be a big sister and offer some actual guidance to Lily. Advice. Her future's at stake. Which is, which is why she needs to be far away from you. This is how it's going to be, Mom. Lily's going to stay with me for a while. Carol, just be reasonable. We, we both know that the first time she breaks an ale, rides the city bus, or, God forbid, actually sets foot in a public school, she'll come running home. Well, that's really up to Lily now, isn't it? Tell her to sit tight. I'm coming for her. No, Mom. You sit tight. She'll call you later. <laughs> how dare you? Oh. I never. Thanks. Thanks, Carol. And then hang up the phone. Yeah, you can't hang. Oh, you can't hang up the phone like you used to back in those times, man. Like you used to when you got hung up on, you oh, heard that it. shit ring in your ear. Like, now you just have to emphatically touch the screen with your thumb. <laughs> hang up on someone. Not the same. Oh man, what a great scene. Great, great job all around. And uh, that's all we have, except of course for some plugs. Uh, Aman, thank you again yes, for. Thank you. For joining i've been i've been very excited to have you on and thank you for uh really uh being able to adjust to our crazy schedule here and doing a morning record here you very very accommodating look we know how it be with podcasting and scheduling so <laughs> no problem at all oh, all <laughs> right well it's been great. uh yes of course do you have anything you'd like to plug at this hour um, yeah, if you are Big Brother fans, you can always catch me on over at RHAP covering this current season of Big Brother. Um, Matt and I are no longer recording episodes. The other Matt, not Matt Gagan. Um, but, you know, we do have an entire uh, 250-episode uh, glossary <laughs> of Glee. <laughs> so if you are a fan or if you're a newcoming fan and you want to watch, you need something to listen to as you watch, go ahead and check out the choir room. Um, you can always find me over on Twitch as well, Adamon Adwin, playing video games, reading Harry Potter, all sorts of fun stuff. And that's it. Very nice. A lot of fun. I, I can't, I mean, obviously you're, you do some great Big Brother coverage and great coverage of, of everything you do, but I can't recommend the choir room enough. Like I'm always saying, one of my greatest fears is that someone will start a recap podcast and they're not finished, but they did every episode and then some, and that is, that is putting it lightly. So if you are a Glee fan, there is so much content there. And then, yes, of course, everything else Aman does as well. Uh, Brendan, who do you want to plug? Um, I'll plug, as always, the Sandy Boys podcast on Patreon at patreon.com slash thehoppyboyspod. That's where me and Gagan continue hey. to thrive in the post-show recap world, uh, specifically with, with Are, are you stealing that uh, the post-show recap uh, moniker? I think that might be trademarked by, uh, <laughs> oh, by, shit. by RHAP. <laughs> well, uh, um, I'll cut that out. Hopefully Josh Wiggler doesn't get litigious. He better not. um but check that out we we think we we if you like this show you love that show um i so far am adoring the oc and i I wish we were able to watch it more but we just don't have that much time but the time we do have is given to all you freaks out there so keep enjoying us over there uh, on patreon and also the happy boys podcast is has taken a little bit of a break because we have had a busy summer but we're coming back with a vengeance after just going to uh, a long island craft beer festival and recording live from there for Quite a few hours, so we got some good content uh, yesterday. So ooh, check ooh, out ooh. that we got a, we got some interviews with some randos that came up to us and talked to people uh, out, out in the wild. So that was fun. Um, wow. So yeah, so that'll be coming out probably the day before this one. All right. Um, is that all? That is all. all right. As for me, of course, 
Never Have I Ever season three has been released on Netflix, so everyone should be watching that. Brendan, you should I be watching that. That's of course. What After this, I'm going to just finish it all today. I can't wait. Ooh, I've only watched four episodes so far, so you're going to actually pass me. I probably won't actually get to finish it, but I'm, my oh, goal okay. is to. <laughs> Okay, liar. Um, I'm trying to think if I've recorded any other podcasts, but I am so busy that I have not been. It's been a struggle just to schedule these. So uh, you cannot catch me on any other podcasts right now besides this one. But on the day this releases, uh, Panic at the Disco will have a new album. Demi wow. Lovato will have a new wow. album. So listen to both of those. Um, and then besides all that, you can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan at Ruppy Puppy. You can follow his podcast, The Hoppy Boys, at The Hoppy Boys Pod. And, you know, if you've done all that and you still want more you can come back next week where we will have of course another very special guest and we'll be breaking down the season two finale of gossip girl the goodbye gossip girl um but until then you know you love us xoxo lonely boys boys. (laughs) did it again (laughs) 